Welcome to, welcome to Craig Facts. You know what I'm saying? Want to give a shout out to the, to the big homie Brown, man. We love you. Can't talk about everything, but stay strong, man. If you, if you need anything, give me a call. You know. Man, there's been a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of trades that happened. Man. Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. What? Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets? Aaron, Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. Man. I don't know if this really makes sense because they got the other light-skinned dude on the wing. What's his name? Michael, uh, the oh, shooter. The Porter. Uh, Michael, Michael Porter. Porter. What position yeah. is he going to play, bro? Are they going to move Gordon to the stretch four? I mean, I, that's the only place I can see him. And like, bring Mills up off the bench? Yeah, because I think Millsap is... Millsap kind of passes prime. He's a rap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have thought they would have traded Bo Bo. Bo Bo is a nice piece. Who the point guard over there? They were there? trying to trade Bo. Oh, they were the... trying to trade Bo Bo for Lonzo. Really? Straight yeah. across? Uh, it was no, like no. Bo and Bo and a pick, or a couple picks. Who the point guard over there in Denver? Huh? Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. The point guard is... Uh, who was who the point guard for the Nuggets? Jamal Burt. Jamal, Jamal Burt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, that's... He's... That'd be a strong I'd do it. Yeah, that's a, that that makes them the most uh, athletic team in the Western Conference, in my opinion. They gonna be dangerous. Yeah, they super dangerous. They got yeah, but but look, I like I like that move the Clippers made. Well, who did they pick up? They got Rondo. Yeah. That's what they was missing. Remember we were talking about that? The Clippers need someone that can create offense. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Kawhi and Paul George, they're both small forwards that occupy mid-range space. They could do other things, but for the most part, they take over the mid-range space. And so when you have Paul George running the offense, it just – it was sort of taking him out of his space. And on top of that, you know that nigga going to choke when the big games come. So you might – That nigga Paul George. Like Paul George. <laughs> I know. No, I feel you. <laughs> no, the, no, no, the nigga They're scored four watching. points against Andre Ingles a couple of years ago uh, in the game seven uh, with Oklahoma City. Come on now. Then got wetted on for the series by Damian Lillard the next year. So, so but Rondo, you know, that motherfucker clutch. So, you know, you know, he, he, he can't do it for you every night, but the nights that Paul George is choking, Rondo could take over them nights. But why not go younger and more long-term? I don't understand all these short-term Brett Favre-ass moves, I'll tell you why, because Kawhi ain't got long-term knees. <laughs> you got to win now. That nigga knees. And look at the pool they can <laughs> choose from, though. Like, who was they going to fuck with over Aaron Gordon right now? I mean, well, you're talking about uh, the Nuggets, but the Clippers, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I would have really made a play for that. I would have made a play for Lonzo. They, they did. They made a play for him, but they couldn't get him. But Because they, they got, uh, what's the dude with the dreads? Um, Trez. They got Montrez Harold. That's a piece they could trade. They got... Montrez on the Lakers. I mean, I'm sorry. The Clippers got... I'm tripping. Clippers got... Well, they traded the piece I thought they could have got for Lonzo. Yeah. They traded Lou, Lou Williams. But Lou, they traded him for Lonzo. I mean, for Rondo. Right. I'm pretty sure, like, the Pelicans was like, nah. You know, so when it comes down to a trade, both teams got to agree. So if you can't get Lonzo, Rondo just coming off a championship. Right. And he got another one. So he a two-time champion. You got Kawhi. That's a lot of champions on one squad. You got Ibaka on that motherfucker. When is the trade deadline up? Today. Today. Yeah, today. Today of the day. So I think Lakers ain't making no moves. Lakers ain't making no moves. What y'all think about Blake over there in Brooklyn? I mean, Blake Griffin is a great player to me. Um, to me, he's a he's a perfect second or third option now. But there he'll probably be a fourth option. And he'll probably be a fifth option. And he can tell off his calves. But you already know somebody gonna get injured on that Nets team. They got an they got injury prone niggas on this oh, squad. They already hurt. They, all three of them niggas missed the last game. Yeah, they right. got whooped last night. Yeah. Yeah. Because we already know Kyrie going to get an attitude in two weeks and stop playing for three <laughs> months. <laughs> Kyrie kind of solid, though. 
No, I love Kyrie. No, sir. Kyrie been hooping like that. I'm talking about his mental state. You got to cheer for you over there. Cheer, cheer over there. Nah, he ain't. If you could trade your bitch for any bitch, who would you trade her for? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna. That's another yeah. crossover, my nigga. <laughs> 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 this crossover, like. Change your bitch, and she's watching right now, nigga. What, who would it be? Women always looking to upgrade. They don't tell you that, but when they start complaining about you know not spending enough time and you know all the stuff that they do when they get unhappy, that's because they you know they looking for an upgrade. You, would, yeah. you wouldn't upgrade your, your your woman for no other woman. That's a good one, my nigga. I don't know, dog. Nope. Nope. Okay, who would you add as a second wife? He said, fuck, fuck it, bro, I want a second refrigerator. Give me a meat freezer, nigga. I keep fuck out. Give me a meat freezer. Uh. <laughs> Craig <laughs> Catfish Women, that's Christopher Williams. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Hey, but Craig, real quick, man. Dozy is here, y'all. Chet, 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 but Quinto, man. I'm hey, in the hey, yeah, what's I'll up with you? What's poppin'? So that we're gonna go into my first subject, bro. This is a this is a this is a this is something that's near and dear to my heart, bro. I feel like if you make more money than your spouse, um, you should hire them as an employee. So if y'all don't make it, you can fire them and they can collect unemployment. And then you can reap the benefits, tax benefits of a business, you know what I'm saying? Like the same way businesses do when they fire employees, you know what I mean? And That's smart. Uh, That's smart. you know what I mean? Like I'll give you an example. Like my my cousin, he got he got fired from a warehouse job, and he was on unemployment. And they retrained him to be a truck driver. You feel what I'm saying? So if you fail in a relationship, if I fire you and you're unemployed, you can get retrained to be a better spouse. You feel what I'm saying? We we just firing bitches and sending them back into so to society to fuck other niggas' minds up. They're not being retrained. Uh. You feel what I'm saying? Uh. What's the perfect? So you keep them on the roster. Keep them on the roster. Just retrain them. Get paid. That's why. God, that's why God invented the slap to retrain a bitch. We can't slap bitches like they used to. So we put them on unemployment. Get, have them go on cowjobs.com and fill out for what you know what 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 relationship trade that they would like to better improve them as a person. I feel like we would have better, more functional women in society. And I feel like the perfect job to retrain a bitch to do is have her be a truck driver. The bitch is gonna be out of your face all the time. She's gonna be out of town. She's gonna have a lot of time to think to herself. You know what I'm saying? And uh, she's gonna learn to be on time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? She's gonna learn how to deliver, because a lot of these hoes can't deliver. They wanna be delivered too, but they don't know how to deliver. What's the perfect job for a raggedy bitch to be retrained into after you fire her? That nigga said raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn, that's Man, a good that's one, a dog. Good one. Uh, uh, I, truck driver, that's, to me, that's like perfect, goddammit. 
He said they they gone two weeks at a time. But they ain't right. banging holes that be at the truck stop selling yeah. selling heads. <laughs> 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 like, come back in. You, you know ain't saying? getting her back. You talking about hey, a lot lizards. Yeah, she's gone. A lot you lizards. Them them be the. Have you ever seen a lot lizard up close? No. Nigga, that grill is. Fire. The most. <laughs> seen a couple of clothes. a mouthful of corn nuts, nigga. Them teeth. Look like... <laughs> <laughs> grill, a mouthful of corn nuts. You can see her tonsils with her mouth closed. They got no front God. grill, man. <laughs> nah, but great meth activity, nigga. But what do you think? They should have relationship. The the state should offer relationship training, bro. Because a lot of the things that happen in society is because people don't have good conflict resolution strategies. Yep. Shit go wrong. And they just blow shit up. Don't nobody want to work on shit. Like what I noticed with Dewan, um, like and his wife is Dewan is always thinking of ways to include his wife in what he does. I was programmed different. My mom and dad did shit different. Like they never did shit together. You know what I'm saying? My dad would go and we'd just be in random backyards. He'd be smoking weed and drinking Budweiser <laughs> and playing dominoes. And my mom would be at church. It was like they wasn't even together. But when I see this nigga, he's always with his wife. Brandon the same way. He's always with his wife. How do you how do you get to a point where you're comfortable just being with your wife a lot and not being separate? Uh, for me, it's different because I I, I generally like being separate. You know what I mean? I love, I love being single. That, that shit was dope. I think you niggas complain too much about being single. But, like, me and my wife, we've been friends since we was 12. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. And then, so, like, we were just friends. We would just hang out as friends. Right. She knew all the uh, chicks I fucked with back when I was single. Oh, wow. You know, and she knew about them, and she, she didn't care. And then, all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> that, nigga, that nigga dated Annie Ants. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Brandon, married, Brandon married the first woman that taught him how to put on lotion. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got to get between your fingers, baby. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's oh, a, so we, but like, but like, then we, we, we got together, like, we, 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 we was together like nine years before we we got married. Damn. You know what I mean? When we was together, I still would go off with my friends. I would still party. I would be at the club all the time. She didn't care. It just when I crossed when you crossed thirty five and you've been with her for a long time, things just be like, man, you just gonna you just don't feel like going out no more. So yeah. I'll be with her all the time. It's not like it's some I had to. It was just some shit that like I, I didn't have my party days. Them days is long gone. Now I just want to have fun with her. Wow. But we've been friends for so long, it can be it could be like that. Mm, right. And for those who want to know more, my August May fifth, I'm having my uh, my my workshop with the book I just released. What's the name? On the book is called No Time to Waste, a self motivation guidebook, and it's it's, it's about self motivation and, and communication in relationships. And wow. so the the the, the webinar is going to be May fifth, and it's just my personal experience, not not no, not no bullshit ass guru who just Facts. sell you some shit you don't live. Facts. Right. How do you effectively articulate who you are to your wife, but still maintain the ability to do what you want to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you do that? I mean, it's, it's how you it's how you set up the situation. So you can't you can't be brand new later on, right? So it's already it has to be for me at least that was that was established from the beginning, whatever. So and then you grow, right? So certain things that I would maybe like like want to do. Let's say I want to hang out with the homies, whatever, blah blah. It's like, hey, don't be mad if I'm going out. Like, I don't have to have that conversation because it's already certain things are already in play off of my personality. That I'm gonna do this regardless. Right. So it's like either we can clip this shit in the beginning stages or whatever, but it can't. Yeah, it can't. It definitely can't be. It can't be brand new in the middle or at the end or any of that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And also too, you gotta. I mean, you gotta. You gotta want to enjoy being around like your girl anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've never been a dude that just wants to hang out with ten niggas just just right. to do it. Like 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 I don't need I don't need ten different male opinions when we hanging out. <laughs> like I, I I thoroughly enjoy being around women. We you know all do. No no nigga no no. Niggas say that. <laughs> but niggas say that. But when you see that group of the niggas. The hoes get around niggas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody going to say it, but then you, you can, the actions don't be what, what people be saying. Because everybody trying to beat you to the broad yeah. on the low. Charlie going to get in the inbox. Those going to write her a letter. Uh, those going to write a letter. <laughs> those going to try to build her a website. <laughs> I'm going to try to shoot her a commercial. <laughs> this nigga going to the broad. Like, like I see you looking at Charlie, but you know this nigga got five kids. <laughs> I stay hating on Charlie. Fuck Charlie. <laughs> we was in the airport, nigga. He seen me about to bag abroad, and he was like, as soon as I was about to say something, he's like, if I gave you my number, would you call me? I'm like, oh. <laughs> that nigga. The and the bitch said, yeah. I'm like, you dirty bitch. <laughs> and he didn't even, you didn't even call her, huh? Nah, I ain't See? I was just trying Craig Share Acne Foundation with his bitches. That's what, that's, what, that's what they bound off of. Now, I love being around women, but, you know, I, I had a misnomer that they kind of kill your killer instinct in this entertainment shit. What does? And, like, I feel like women in this entertainment shit, if it's not the right one, they kind of kill your killer instinct. Cause Facts. The level of focus that it takes to just make something small happen. I agree. It's like women sometimes want that attention. I agree. What you think about that, OG? Like, how, how should an artist in this game balance being a solid man to his girl, but also, you know, giving the right amount of time to his craft? I think you got to find that when it ride or die. You know what I'm saying? You got to find the one that, like, ain't scared. Like, oh, why, why you got that gun next to your bed? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, if I ain't here, you gonna pick it up, use it, or whatever. Or, you know, that like he said, ain't gonna trip that you hanging out with your boys. Like, I'll be back. They don't ask where you going, what time you coming back, all of that. You gotta like establish all of that and find out who that girl is before you move them in. I got homies that like, oh man, she fine, she pretty, she this. Get them in the house without doing that background check on their mentality, mm-hmm. on their attitude, mm-hmm. on how they gonna treat you. But th- some of them hide it though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Millions like a motherfucker. Yeah, but next thing you know, you be like, well, I'm about to, oh, I thought you said that. You can't. You got to really, really find that one. That's, right. that's it. Man. Yeah. So, Dunk, how you balance it, bro? Because Dunk be putting hours in on this music shit. <laughs> and, he, you know, he got he got kids and shit. And he about, and I be wondering, like, how the, because I'm a single dude, you know what I'm saying? I don't have no kids. But this nigga be, it, he, the way he grind, I be like, how do you find the time, my nigga? Shit, you just gotta, you gotta just be like, fuck it. <laughs> like, really, like, like, you gotta be selfish like that, bro. Like, especially if you're dealing with a chick, you know what I'm saying? Like, I deal, I'm a producer, so it's like, I deal with a lot of female artists that, you know what I'm saying, I be in a studio with all night. Mm. An insecure woman ain't gonna understand that. You know what I'm saying? She gonna be one. what y'all doing? I finna come up there. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But if you see, it's... This many niggas and one female, it don't look like, oh, we in there, it's popping. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. different. Like, so I'm there to work all the time. So if a chick dealing with me, you gotta understand, I'm a business first. Right. I can have all the bras if, if I'm wanna be thirsty like that and get mm-hmm. out there. That's that's not what it's about right now. I'm building an empire. So if a chick don't understand that and she can't understand it, I'm gonna be in front of my computer about six, seven hours out the day. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be on the phone, texting, sending emails, I'm gonna be working relationships and you know what I'm saying? Going out to have a lunch. You, if you can't understand that and that I will put the time aside to you when it's time, 
we can't fuck with each other. I'm building more than something than just making you happy. I'm making us a future. Right. You know what I'm saying? And once a woman is happy, it's cool. That's cool. But when 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 I'm make when I'm happy, everybody happy. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody in the house. Yeah. She's happy. The kids happy. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, like ice cream finna get got, nigga. You know what I mean? All type <laughs> shit. But when she's just happy, usually I got a problem. Right. Or you know what I'm saying? I have to sacrifice something to make her happy. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's like I just make sure you got that balance as a producer. If you're doing anything, that shit, comedians, shit, you got to sit oh, there and go over your set. You know what I'm saying? And she's sitting there like want to go to dinner. You trying to ha, ha, ha. She want to hear that shit. So how do you know How do you know when it's the time when it's that time to either let it go or let it grow. Mm. You're dealing with a chick, you kind of like her. Like, you know, Charlie, like, how do you know, how do you balance that? Because there's a lot of good women that got bad habits, and you got to cut them off. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll drain you. Right. So how do you, like, how do you know, how do you balance when this is a chick I can grow with, or I, I, I got to let this motherfucker go? Charlie break up with bitches when they can't take his punch. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch don't let me knock out like yeah. I used to. That was with the left, bitch. Nigga said she bruises too easy, so he left. <laughs> the bitch is a punk, man. This bitch is a, a straight punk, man. Bitch, I, told, I thought I told you to duck when the left came. Uh, <laughs> the nigga Brandon blew his whole stimulus on a fat farm stock. That nigga got a tip from Russell Simmons, nigga. <laughs> that means two things. Positive. <laughs> hey, man, I feel like I don't know, man. I do. I'm old school. I draw the T. You know what I'm saying? And the pros and cons at the top. Mm. And if I've run into situations where I'm constantly being distracted or I'm off my square and I can't focus because of some shit you said to me or an interaction that we had, and if I can't focus on my art, at, at some point I got to draw the T. What are the pros and cons? And if the cons column outweighs the pros column. I gotta really have a conversation with you, like, okay, so these are the things that I'm concerned about, you know? And I also feel like, too, if I can't confront you about these concerns without you turning up and losing it, nigga, I gotta let you go. Yeah. Women that are beyond correction, you know what I'm saying? I can't have a conversation with you. I'm concerned about my art. I can't sit down and create. I, I can't focus. I got a problem. Oh, well, nigga, that's your problem. Oh, well, bitch, then we done. Right. Shit. Huh. You know what I'm Charlie's shit's got to know how to dry clean his sweatsuits. Yeah. <laughs> that's his. That's his. This nigga, this nigga, Dewan got fired from his last job for tipping over all the vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you got to cut that out, please. We got you on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Tearing up the vending machines. Like, if I could just get these ruffles potato chips out this motherfucker. Hey. Pros and cons, nigga. I got to let you go. Hey, I think so, Charlie beat up a bitch for not buying him an old Navy turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bitch? I only fuck with old Navy, bitch. That's just on sale. <laughs> 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 fuck is this Versace shit, bitch? I fuck with old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> that nigga Dunk beat up a fiend for trying to sell him a cheeseburger and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> man, so, uh... So we got a special guest, man. A, yes, sir. Shit, a legend in the game, man. man. Yes, sir. Man, I really appreciate him coming out, man. Tell everybody who you are, man. Oh, should you, can, can they hear me? Yeah, tell everybody who you are. Uh, OG Arabian Prince from the world's most dangerous group, NWA, in the building. Oh, hey. man. Oh, no. Don't let the mask fool you. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So how did y'all start that group? And tell everybody who was in the group with you. Yeah, so the group was me, Arabian Prince, Dr. Dre, DJ Yella, MC Ren, Ice Cube, and 
R.I.P. Eazy E. Okay, wow. So I never knew that Eazy was actually a part of the world yeah. class wrecking clue. No, 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 no. NWA. Yeah, sure. NWA. Yes, okay. sir. NWA. Okay, so how did, how did the group come together? Like, So, yeah, the group is crazy. So let's go back. We're going to go back to, like, quick in, like, 84, 85. Dre, Yella, they were with the world-class wrecking crew. Right. I was just Arabian Prince running around dressed like Prince trying to get the women to come chase me, right? That right. Was me. I'm being honest about it because the pictures, the pictures is out there. I can't deny it, right? Right, right. <laughs> hey, what it is. If you, so you had you, ashless pants, dude, baby. you was like, nah, I didn't, I didn't go that far. But, hey, I tell you, if you my age, I'm 55, I'll be 56 this year. If you yeah. was 55 and you didn't dress like Prince, Michael Jackson, or the Flock of Seagulls, you wasn't in L.A. Right, right, right. That's right. what it was back then, right? Right, right, So, right. anyway, they was with the Wrecking Crew. I was doing my own thing. We was all DJs, you know, Skateland, USA, Compton, World on Wheels. My boy, Dudos. Yep, Dudos, <laughs> Dudos, Jeffies, all of that. Yeah. My boy, um, Egyptian Lover, Uncle Jam's Army, I was all down with all of them. But we was just all DJs that hung out together, 16, right. 17, 18 years old. And we would tour doing electro music, all the electro funk back then, mm -hmm. Planet Rock, world-class wrecking crew stuff. I did, you know... Stuff with Egypt, my own stuff, all 130 BPM stuff. And one day, man, me and Dre was rolling to Venice Beach to go chase some women. And Dre had an old RX-7. He probably hate me telling this story over and over. <laughs> he had a raggedy RX-7, dude, with no back window because it got busted out at the Wiltern Theater. Somebody stole his Alpine and his world-class wrecking crew jacket and busted his window out. So we rolled and we like, man, we got hits on the radio. Why we broke? Mm -hmm. Y'all were still broke with hits on the radio. Dude, broke. Like, maybe a couple hundred in the pocket. Because we were getting paid. We were young kids, man. We yeah. were getting paid to produce. Like, you walk in, the, here's $500. Yeah. Produce this record for me. I was producing uh, Bobby, Jimmy, and the Critters. You know, um, all that comedy rap. Producing uh, all the other West Coast stuff. Dre was producing, you know, uh, the Wrecking Crew and all of that. And we was like, man, we got to do more. Then Dre told me, he said, man, I was at the swap meet and bumped into Easy e and everybody knew Easy. He was a neighborhood pharmaceutical technician at the time. Oh <laughs> man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. he went to Bryman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Could you imagine Easy in a nurse's scrub, nigga selling dope yeah. <laughs> with some notes? Yeah, yeah. But that was the cat, man. He was, you know, five two, like swole, like looked like he just got out of prison, right? Everybody respected him. He was the only dude that had like custom paint on his car. So you knew he had money. Well, you had custom paint on yeah. your cars, like the pinstripes and all of that. And he had a, a custom Suzuki Samurai. Oh, wow. It was the oh, shit they were. Like, wow. when everybody wanted him. Yeah. And uh, Easy and Dre was like, man, I met Easy. He don't want to do what he's doing no more because his boy just got killed. We want to do something else. He said he would fund us producing some new stuff, you know, so we all got together and started working on some music. And then, you know, uh, DJ Yellow was in the wrecking crew with Dre. That was his homie. MC Ren lived down the street from Easy. That was his homie. Ice Cube had just got sent away to school, to college, to go be an architect mm -hmm. in Arizona. Wow. He came back in the summer. We was making records, right? What kind of buildings would Ice Cube Oh, design? no kidding. Yay, <laughs> 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 Living in the yay, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Hey. In the yay, yays. Yeah. In the yay, yay condos. Yeah. Project. <laughs> 
That nigga. The aerial shots of all your buildings are shaped like W. That's funny, nigga. So that's how it kind of came together. We came back in the summer. We was messing around with some stuff, man, and we put this group together. You know, like, it was like almost a super group because even Ice Cube used to be with uh, CIA. Right. Sir Jinx and uh, somebody else. So we all had records out before, kind of put that together. And because Easy was so hood, like, Easy was hood. He was, I say, honestly, man, I ain't no punk, but Easy was the one you had to watch. Like, really? we was all, like, down for our shit. But Easy was the one, like, we, did, we had a concert in uh, Seattle once. And I remember we was getting into it with some fools. I turned around, Easy had a hammer, man. I was like, where'd you get that hammer at a concert? <laughs> at a concert, he had a hammer. Any nigga 5'2 in the streets is a killer. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no Any nigga 5'2, yeah. yeah. hey, I don't yeah. give a fuck. He was going to knuckle up with <laughs> yeah. um, LL at yeah. a concert. We got uh, kicked off the uh, LL tour. Yeah. Because LL was trying to get all the girls from us. Like, I remember Easy was talking to this girl. LL was upstairs. She's like, man, fuck him. Come here. Easy oh. was like, I was like, you see how he looked up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking at Easy in heaven. I'm like, nigga, you should. We was like, man, like, it was about to be on. So we got kicked off that tour. But uh, yeah, man, that, that's how the group started. Wow, that's that's crazy. So, okay, man, I got to ask you, man. I want to know something about Easy and Dre that the general public would be like, we would have never thought. So I tell this about Easy all the time, and uh, nobody knows this. Maybe I might have mentioned it twice. We'd be on tour, man. We used to have like a 15, 18-passenger van that we'd drive around in when we first started NWA to go do concerts across country. And this fool would roll around with honey buns in his back pocket. <laughs> Sound like the wine, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 This is my hot sauce pocket. This is my honey bun pocket. <laughs> All I know is, oh, man. This nigga charted like an unseasoned corn nut. <laughs> 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 that nigga Dewan stepped on a plate of food getting out the bed this morning. <laughs> I got spaghetti on my toes. Uh, <laughs> that nigga said a corner. Hell yeah. yeah oh, so that's, that's, he used to take like two honey buns or four honey buns and put two in each back pocket. Right. And oh, just leave them there. We'd be on the road hungry like, man, let's stop somewhere. He said, nah, man, I'm good. And he put the honey buns flat. Oh. <laughs> I think he was putting them in his pocket so when he was driving he could see over the steering wheel. <laughs> Slick easy. We know what you was up to. Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then on Dre, man, Dre. So Dre, that fool was the most focused motherfucker I ever met in the studio. Like two day, three days straight. Like he would sit there at the, at the console, like be one beat, like like a eight oh eight kick, like deep in it. That's why, like even now, it's hard to get him to right. drop that hit because he's so much of a perfectionist. He OCD with it. Yeah, like overly OCD with it, man. And it still lives to this day, you know. I mean, yeah. he's, man, Dr. Dre, second to none, bro. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, that, it shows. That's the worst thing for a producer, though. Yeah, that, it man, is. That's a sickness. Like, I didn't have it for a long I had it before. That's just, that's scary. Yeah. We don't see, he, got, he, he got billions, nigga. I'm not even. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tell people, though, I teach a music business class, man, at Point Blank Music Academy, like before COVID. And I would always tell the students, like, don't 
fall in love with your music, fall in love with the business and the paper that mm. comes from your music. Mm. So the faster you get your music out, the more money you make. And you, you know, you may not make a lot on the first or second, but I, I go to, uh, what's the approach? I go like the Master P approach. He was putting out plethoras right. of songs. Like he was putting out dudes that would only sell 5,000 units. Yeah, but yeah. if you put out 10 dudes that sell 5,000 units, that's a million dollars. That's the calculation. Yeah. So don't try to be sell a million, try to sell a whole bunch of five and ten packs, and then you make the million dollars, and then you grow yeah, from you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's real shit. Wow. So along the way, is there anybody who blew up later that you guys ran across, but when you first met them, they weren't really a factor, and then later they, they ended up being somebody, you know, who was yeah, you know, now? Yeah, man. Let's go look at the, uh, the first NWA cover. Uh, people call it NWA and a posse, but it was just NWA was an EP, and then our old uh, distribution company like bootlegged it and put like the Felix Fresh crew on there. So mm -hmm. they had some songs called the NWA and the Posse. Mm -hmm. But on that cover, I never knew that. yeah, on the cover was Candyman. Oh, wow. He was oh. just a homie. And he's sitting down in the front like this. And oh, boom, knocking the boots. That was huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huge, Still you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the boots. <laughs> so, yeah. And Sir Jinx was. Was Cube's cousin who went on to produce all of his records, you know, all of the after NWA Ice Cube joints. Was so, Dale the funky, funky Homo sapien around th at that time? He was around, Cube? but he wasn't down with us. But we would, you know, bump into him at concerts and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that's uh, that's Cube's cousin. Yeah. yeah. He was writing for Cube at one point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So 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 you were so you were on tour when the whole FBI situation was yeah. going around. So how was that, like, how was that environment? Was it, like, really, was it feds really following you everywhere you guys went? Man, I tell people, feds, police, that's why I left, because all that stuff was going on, and our manager, Jerry Heller, wasn't paying us right. Mm. And I had just got out of another situation not getting paid. Now, we supposed to be gangster rappers now, and we getting punked. Yeah. Right. So I was always bringing that up. Yeah. And uh, we, we would go do a show. I remember we was in, um, I think it was Nashville, Tennessee, we got off the airplane. Ice T was with us on that one, I believe, and it was like looked like the Blues Brothers in the audience. You know, right. when we get off the airport, off the airplane, just a bunch of dudes in mounted hats, police. Mm. Like, we heard somebody on the plane got a gun, and back then, you remember Ice T used to roll <laughs> that gold chain, had a little bit of gun was like that big with some gold diamonds on it. Mm. Right, that's what they was talking about. So uh, everywhere uh, we went, uh, we uh. were getting sweated, and when we got to yeah. Detroit, they told us. You can't sing that song. You're like, whatever. Sang it anyway. But mm -hmm. in Detroit, the police was gangs. They was, you know, they weren't playing in Detroit. So, right. yeah, that's what happened there. Oh, wow. That's crazy. crazy. So what was, your, what was your main function in the group? Uh, producer. Um, I had all the gear. I, I'm like, like, I'm a tech guy. I'm still a tech guy to this day. I was a young kid in the neighborhood that knew how to work the synthesizers, the drum machines. I had all of that stuff. So when we came together, we put it together. Me and Dre was producing in Yella, and then everybody else was writing and, you know, rapping and stuff like that. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's super dope. Wow, man. So you, Dre, so you grew up in the same neighborhood as Dre? Yeah. Okay. Wow. You know what? I, I met Dre one time. I think this was like 2003. Or four, somewhere around that time, and I didn't realize how big this nigga was until I met him. 
Dre's have you ever met have you ever no, Dre's like about six three, probably like about two fifty, two sixty. Like he a big dude, man. Yeah. You know, they just you know, cause when you hear all the stories about Suge and stuff, they make it seem like, you know, Suge was just walking around body slamming yeah. niggas and everybody was, mm-hmm. you know. But uh when I met Dre, I I got that that feeling like, okay, Dre is not the nigga. You can't just Yeah. But he put on a lot of weight because he was real skinny mm-hmm. in right. the eighties. You know, okay, right. He swollen up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but right. Suge had a lot of people behind him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, one of the dudes that I always looked up to in death row that was, you know, a, the dude that I thought that you couldn't mess with, that it was actually down with Dre, was uh, RBX. Have you ever seen RBX? Yeah, I'm a big that I'm a motherfucker, boy. He scared you when you say hi. I drop, <laughs> what was his song? I drop bombs like Hiroshima. Yeah. That's, that's my boy right there. Yeah. RBX yeah. is that's shit. Wow. He got that voice, too. Like he, went, like, he got that narrator voice, man. Like, he like, knew. Like the headless horseman is coming. That's what you feel like when you hear RBX. Yeah. <laughs> I would love <laughs> for real, nigga. I got a question. Go ahead. I got a question. Yeah. Uh, first of all, they, I think they kind of did you wrong in the movie. They didn't really. You was there. Hey, my check still cash. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. You good. You yeah. good. But man, you wrote. You produced one of the dopest like hits ever, and it came back supersonic. Yes, sir. Man, how, how was that? How, for you to lead a group, and then they had that kind of a hit. Well, I had to hit in the group. So I was in the group. So this is how that went down. Me and Dre used to drive to Rialto in the busted RX-7 with no back window to hang out with these girls. (laughs) <laughs> that we met at a club or a concert, yeah. and it was like five of them. We it was go, niggas in Rialto back oh, then? Dude, oh, dude. That's when they first was the hood. Yeah, man. It was military kids. So we would go out there, and they was always, the girls was like, oh, we want to make a record. And Dre was like, man, y'all can't rap. I ain't fucking with y'all. And I was like, I ain't messing with y'all either, but little be known to people. I'm also known as Professor X. There's two Professor X, the East Coast Professor X, mm. and I was like the Electro Professor X. So I had the name first doing all that up-tempo yeah. Electro stuff. And I was in the studio doing a Professor X song. They was in there with me. I had four hours of studio time left. Let's fuck around. Let's do something. I'm like, all right, we're going to do some stuff real quick. We did a song called Another Hope Bites the Dust, talking about... Uh, Real Roxanne, you know, Roxanne, Shantae, dissing them. Mm-hmm. And I was concerned about that song, and no disrespect to my girls, J.J. Fat, I love them. I still tour with them and DJ with them. They don't rap like that. So yeah. I'm like, y'all disrespected these New York, like, ratchet right. chicks out of New York. They right. gonna tell you a new asshole. Right. So let me do this other song real quick. I had, like, about an hour and a half let, left. Let me do this Supersonic song. It's fast. We'll do it real quick. Supersonic. We did that. That was the B-side of the uh, another whole bites the dust. Right. All the DJs when they got it at the radio, they was like, "We gonna play this." We had to go back and recut it as a single. It blew up. Damn. We put it out on Dream Team Records because at the time the LA Dream Team was the hottest thing in LA. Yeah. Right. I went to the freaking. Man, I went to the drive-in movie. That was the first music video I seen at a drive-in movie. The Dream Team. I was like, "Oh shit, they got a freaking at the drive-in." Wow. So that's why I put them on there because they was hot. Yeah. It blew up on Dream Team. Rest in peace to my boy Rudy Pardee. He didn't want to pay me right. So I'm like, alright, we just starting NWA. We was just starting NWA. Started Ruthless Records. I pulled it back, put it on Ruthless Records. It was the first gold record on Ruthless. Oh, it was wow. the first record deal we got on Ruthless. They went to Atlantic and Atco. NWA got the deal after J.J. Fad. So Supersonic opened the door 
for NWA. And even wow. um, Dre says that in The Defiant Ones. He actually admits that Supersonic was the song that kind of opened the door to allow the gangster shit to come through because they're like, oh, they know what they're doing over there. Hit it, that's, baby, that's D. Dope. Yeah. So how was wow. it when that, because the, the song got rebirthed about five or six years ago. Oh, man. That? Yeah, dude. Fergalicious. And then uh, Eminem a few years ago, Rap God, the third verse in Rap yeah. God. I get paid for that, too. So, yeah, yeah. One quick question. Quick question, because I just now, I just heard that song recently. Yeah. I did not know they wasn't saying nothing at the end of that song. I thought they was murdering. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hold on, listen to what they're saying. It's nothing. But that is just, that just, that genius right there. That's you double dutch. They, they, they jump rope. Remember the double dutch? Yeah. yeah. The girls would just say random stuff. That's where they got that from. Oh, jump rope. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's why it blew up, because every girl knew what that was, so oh, it blew okay. up. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. How did the, Baby how, D was spitting, nigga. I was like, damn, yeah. I don't understand what yeah. she's saying, but she sounds sweet. Yeah. I thought Similar she was praying in tongues. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. I was like, damn, I don't want to yeah. fuck Baby D. What's that? <laughs> 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 Charlie Burger, get it? Hey. How, how, did the, how, did, how did crack affect music? Man, it made us a bunch of money. If you be honest, because that's all we talked about is the, is the strawberries and the crackheads and all the drug stuff that was going on. Dope Man, all of that was half NWA records. And people was like talking about like, man, y'all just saying bullshit. No, that's what happened every single day in Compton. We was just telling stories. So it actually helped for us. Right. Yeah. Man, people don't realize that shit, man. Because y'all was like, people always want to talk shit about NWA saying they talked about Y'all was just telling stories about what y'all saw. Y'all yeah. wasn't saying do crack. Y'all was clowning these motherfuckers. Yeah, I was on, and I was on the curb every day, dog, because, you know, I'm 16, 17. I made a little, little money on my records coming up before that. I had a pager. I had a cell, I had a cell phone in the big box. I had rims on my car. Every day, man, police pulling me over, tearing my shit apart, tearing my speaker box apart. You know, so we talked about that shit. My uncle told me when crack first hit that for, like, about that first year, the police really didn't know what was going on yeah. like that. He, he told me a story about how one time he got pulled over, they found rocks in his pocket, and they threw, like, what is this candy? And threw it on the ground. They yeah. like, where the weed at? Yeah. Like, do you, do you remember that time oh, yeah. period? So that was, it was just like free fall during that time, right? Yeah, I remember, man, because Easy was the dude in the hood at that time, you know, so he had all of that. And just lines of people all day coming to the house. You know what I'm saying? Coming to the house, coming to the house. And that, that was true. The police didn't know at first. And then after a while, I think they let it happen because they were like, well, it's going to fuck up the neighborhoods anyway. Right. You know, and I just let it kind of let it go. Wow. Okay, so who do you give credit for being the first gangster rapper? Is it Ice-T or DJ Quick? Ice-T. Okay. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Okay. thousand percent. Because so, Quick came after us. Right. Yeah. But Quick was gang banging on wax, though. Yeah. He was saying blood and he was repping his hood. Yeah, yeah. I don't, Ice T was really, he was talking about street gangster shit, but he wasn't really banging like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like NWA, we wasn't banging. We wasn't bloods or crips and nothing like that. You know, we was just talking about like stories and shit. Um, But yeah, if if you put it that way, it it would either be Quick or I'm not sure if uh, Toddy T, because he might have. Said some mm. shit because mm. Toddy T was crazy too. Ice T, Ice T said it was a uh, what's the nigga's name? Uh, some some making that cream, son. You know what that means? Oh yeah. He said he got that style like from from that. You know what I'm oh really? And plus it evolved fast. Like when Ice T was coming up, it wasn't like the way the words weren't and throwing out the test wasn't 
quite the same as when DJ Quick came like five years later. Yeah. It just shit evolved so fast at that time when, when Ice T, because Ice T was at Crenshaw, my mom in the 70s. Right. So yeah. it was a different yeah. kind of gangster back then. They didn't really. Well, yeah, Ice T comes from the era when it was all Crips. Yeah, you know pretty much. Yeah. It, it wasn't bloods at first. Blood, yeah. blood was an identity that was that was formed to combat the fact that these niggas is going around town thinking they're gonna take everything over. Yeah. And we nigga, we allies, so we bloods. But Crip was the first gang banging identity. Yeah. For your for your what well, the era before the, it was the era before me. And I'm gonna right. tell you a quick story that my uncle just told me, man, maybe a month or two ago, because my mom's passed away a while ago, my father. So my uncle's always telling me stories to keep me caught up when I was little. And my uncle that I idolized, I call him Hoggy, he's still living to this day. This fool was crazy. He was a Black Panther. Right. This was before Crips. He went to Centennial, right? Mm -hmm. He was the dude at Centennial that everybody was scared of. Like, he would come home some days, man, bullet. I got a, she gave me a jacket, had a bullet hole through the jacket. Oh, wow. He said he was hopping the fence and somebody shot at him and it went through the jacket. He said, hey, you can have this. <laughs> you know, I remember that as a little kid, right? Right, right. But anyway, he told me a story. My uncle told me a story about his brother. He says, man... The leader of the Crips, the dude who founded the Crips, I forget his name. Raymond Washington. Yeah, Raymond boom. Washington. Came to Centennial to recruit. Saw my uncle and was trying to recruit my uncle. My uncle whooped his ass. I'm like, fuck you. You know, this yeah. Black Panther. We, we ain't about black against black. We about, you know, at that time, black against white or whatever. And beat him up. So the dude came back the next day not to fight my uncle, but to like, hey, man, we still want you. But my uncle never got down with him. So, but that's what kept me out of gangs, though. Cause my uncle was like, "Nah, fuck that shit. You play football. You right. play basketball. You do other shit." So there's a story, man. I think y'all can add to it being from the city. I want to know if you're aware of the story and if how true it is. We always hear that story about the feds leaving a few train carts open full of guns. Yeah. Like one day it was no guns in the hood, and then next the next day at the railroad station, it's AKs and Uzis, and they all on these trains, and the trains are wide open. Yeah. Is there any truth to that story? I mean, I heard about it. I've right. heard those rumors of those same stories you've heard. But let's let's fast forward to today. The same thing happened in Washington, right? They found what did they find? They found bricks. They found shit oh, just yeah. laying around, pallets of stuff. Yeah. Like oh, the Antifa shit. Yeah, yeah. They people just leave stuff knowing that. Us, <laughs> yeah, dumbass us, like oh shit, let's go, right. you know, yeah, so, man, yeah, they, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I remember my dad telling me stuff about that, like he was already off the streets by then, right? But he was talking about how you know some of the little young niggas that he knew, they would just come up out of nowhere, like he said, because in his area only one nigga had a gun, they never use it. Yeah. Right. They beat niggas with chains back then, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, chains and bricks. So, oh, yeah, like the video. We only got 404 likes. Oh, that's gotta, crazy. Uh, 406. No, no, no. We got to have triple that. Yeah, we need to be at 1,000 likes. We got over 1,000 people up in this motherfucker. Y'all yeah, better hit on. like. Yeah. But, yeah, like, Pops told me that. Like, they had, they had the, the cats coming in. They had the trains. And another thing they would do is, back in the 80s, somebody get arrested. This happened to a cousin of mine. Somebody get arrested. Their car get impounded. Next thing you know, that car ended up somewhere in the drive-by. Like, yeah. But how did that car, because, no, in L.A., car culture is real. So right. cats had distinct cars, you know right, what I mean? Right, 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 right. But we, when cats ended up arrested, somehow them cars would end up in drive-bys. Hmm. Shit. So you get dropped off in the hood, shit, and a whole nother one. You know what I'm saying? Police was picking niggas up, dropping them off in enemy hood, knowing they was beefing. Or oh, you just shot at Wooten last week. Okay, we finna, we know we finna take you over there to the south side. Right. <laughs> you off over there to the south side of the hood. 
Cause I know you just shot at Wutuku, so they looking for you. So police doing all type shit back then, Damn, especially bro. with the with. But I heard, like you said, the same thing. Like on a Alameda, was it Alameda with the train, right, yeah. right. Alameda. That train right there. They say they left them open, and that's how most of you know what I'm saying them them gangs over there got 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 the burners. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, I just I mean, just as a Compton, depending from uh, you know what I'm saying. I like y'all were like. Superheroes to me because my uncles used to bang that shit a day. Yeah, <laughs> know what I'm saying like because y'all was saying comp, so they that's all they were like. Man, yeah, I, I used to go to school with him. You know what I'm saying? My uncle name was Andre, so he used to say, yeah, "That's me, Doc." I used to think that nigga was really Doctor Dre. <laughs> 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 really, that nigga should be lying. Like, he used to be rapping that oh, shit. Like, yeah. Sound just like that nigga. No, when I, uh, it wasn't Doctor Dre though. That was when I, fuck you, Uncle Andre. You fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like for real though. So I just want them things like that, that man, because that, that that like that's big for us. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, that that was real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all was telling what was actually happening. Yeah. And because I remember going to family reunions down in Texas, and they was talking about. Man, why do people in LA always talking about that? The people don't understand that shit hit here first and then got spread. Yeah. So y'all were basically giving a warning to the rest of the nation what oh, yeah. was coming. Yeah, because you know, and what helped us, the government helped us, because we was in Texas doing a show, and sitting in a hotel room and turned on the news and Tipper Gore and some other people that got a bunch of NWA records and they was burning them and bulldozing them, and everybody's like, "What do you guys think about that?" I was like, "Well, they gotta buy some more." <laughs> yeah, go ahead, tear them up. The kids gonna go get another one. Yeah. So, so why was Jerry Heller able to fuck y'all over like that? Like, y'all didn't have lawyers present when y'all signed that first contract. Man, we was young, dude. Like, we know nothing about lawyers. You right. know what I'm saying? Because you gotta remember, we all came from other stuff. And the reason that I figured it out, I was the only solo artist in the group. I was just Arabian Prince. I had produced other people. I had my own records. Dre and Yella never managed anything. It was all people above them that managed the wrecking crew and then everybody else. So I was the only one that kind of knew what royalties was and writers and publishing a little bit. But then when we got in, I'm like, oh, we got a manager now. He's going to take care of all that for us, right? right? And I kept asking the questions like, when are we going to get paid? We would go do concerts. And just like you, when you when you go do comedy, you get a deposit before you get on the plane. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Make sure they're real. We get that deposit. We go do the show. We would get the money from the show. We would never see the deposit. Because mm. Jerry would get that deposit and always have an excuse why we couldn't get the other half of the money. Mm. And I kept doing that, kept asking. And the only, I think if I hadn't put out Supersonic, maybe I would have been like everybody else and just not worried about it. But I had a hit record selling millions. Yeah. And I'm like, where's my money? Right. And I kept asking. So I got an attorney, took care of my business, and left the group. Got you. What, yeah. what, what was... Can you outline some of the most disrespectful things that were in some of these Jerry Heller contracts, like were just, that were just outlandish? Oh, yeah. They was all like 50% contracts. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, there were no contracts before. I think I was gone. Like, I heard, like, Cube, he tried to get Cube and all of them. Like, here, here's a contract. Sign this, and I'm going to give you your money. Wait right. a minute. That's my money. Why do I got to sign a contract to get back money? from records that we didn't sold, right. you know what I'm saying, like that. So he was pulling that kind of stuff on people. How I got him was I walked into his office with an attorney and was like, I'm taking Supersonic. He didn't want that because that's what was making the money right then. Right. We was just now getting NWA off the ground, so he had to pay me. So, yeah. Was Jerry Heller sending people at people? Like, was Nah, he wasn't doing that. He had some people behind him. But he was scared of easy, so that's why he befriended easy. It was that Cadillac record thing, like, you know, divide and conquer. Right. He 
friended Easy, but Easy wasn't a problem because Easy was in the streets. He right. didn't care. He's like, man, just talk to Jerry. Every time he asked for money, oh, man, just talk to Jerry. Yeah. He was chasing women. Right. So that's what it was. We had no protection, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So how do you know when, so how did, well, how do you know what, how, how do you tell an artist to know or recognize when it's time to walk away from a, a bad contract? Man, first thing I tell people, don't go into a contract without knowing what's in that contract. You know, one word I tell everybody, in perpetuity. If you see that, run. Right. That means forever. I, you right. know, we young. We didn't know yeah. what perpetuity meant. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, say here, you're going to get this amount of money? All right, cool. Like, perpetuity means I get your shit forever. Nah. That can't happen. So that's the thing. And also, I you know. I recognize that word from a situation I had a few years ago. <laughs> See? There you go. <laughs> but yeah. yeah wow. That, that's it. And also the other thing is never get an attorney that's down with the record company. Facts. Because right. that's what was happening is they was bringing, oh, we got your attorneys. Nah, nah, we got nah. your people mm. handling all your. Don't worry about it. We take care of everything. You just go produce. You just go do the shows. We got you. Mm. Okay, you got to have somebody that's got your back, that don't get paid till you get paid. Yeah. That's the key. I get the check. I pay you. You watch my back. How do artists keep their managers in check? That's why, That's how. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never have ever signed over my um, power of attorney or nobody can't sign nothing for me. Checks right. come to me, and I pay everybody. Yeah. That's how you got to do it because... You know, we human, man. Human nature, dude. If somebody see a big-ass check that they can sign for, you know, right. they, they might, like, dip a little bit here and there. You heard about uh, Kevin Hart's boy or whatever. Was right. it just last year? Yeah. Right. out that he was the dude that got his clothes. Right. Like, he yeah. was dipping big yeah. time with yeah. millions or something, yeah. tons of money. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, 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 a, that's a kick in the mouth right there. Right? <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> Beat one nigga ass in front of everybody. Niggas will stop stealing. Oh yeah, they will. They well, you said per, you said uh, you said something real important right there when you talked about not signing over power of attorney. Yeah, a lot of cats really do that. They do that because they don't be bothered. They artists. They just want to be mm. man. I just want to do or just take care of that shit. Just you know, get the money, take care of it, and uh, put it in my account. And they never look. They just know they got money. They ain't got to worry about money. Mm. I think that's the problem. If you ain't got to worry about money, oh, I need a car. All right, we'll get your car. I need a house. Oh, we'll get your house. You find out none of that's in your name. You know, damn. I seen that happen with man. Go ahead, I ain't. <laughs> wow. That shit crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah. They and they, you know, now they're more uh, record companies are more predatory. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want everything. The yeah. 360 deals. Like we talk about them all the time, but those are that's man. You signing your life away forever. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, and, much, those are in perpetuity too. Like those, all those. Um, they're not supposed to be. That's illegal, but they do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Unless you trip. And my thing is this: you know what? I ain't got nothing against a major label if they take care of you. Yeah. Some people get taken care of. Like when you get to like a Lady Gaga status or like a Michael Jackson status, he probably was still getting ripped off. But they had to like respect that. They can't rip you off too much because if you find out, they lose so much. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, how do you how do you get to that status though? Because I feel like it's luck. It is to get to a Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga, uh, James Brown, Elvis level is like that hard work though. Like even like James Brown was putting in the oh, work, yeah. bro. Yeah. Michael Jackson put in work. So it's like if you go on putting that work, you're gonna be there. Like it, it shows like you know who not like because talent will take you so far. But you got that other sixty percent. It's gonna be that 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 shit you yeah. hear the it's legends. Like Dre, like you talk about Dre, yeah. work like hard work. Yeah. You know, yeah. Most talented artists you ever work with besides Dre. 
Prince. Oh, you work with Prince? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Damn, let's talk about it. What song did you work on with Prince? I just worked on a bunch of production stuff with him up in um, Paisley back in the day. You know, like, it was a... Uh, what were you working on? It was a movie thing, but it wasn't his movie. It was something else. And I got a chance to go up there and go through the studio, man. And I ain't never seen nobody play everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, everything. I saw this thing that... Uh, uh, who was it? Morris Day was talking about it. He was like, yeah, yeah, my first album... That was Prince, like the whole album. Wow. He wrote it, did all the music, the background singing, ah. like wrote, like everything was Prince. They didn't get nothing. He just, here, sing this. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, what kind of guy was Prince? Was it like, was he really intense or was he laid back? Like, that how dude was, he in was the, the funniest dude I ever met. Really? Yeah, and I met him on two separate occasions. I met him as a little kid. My father used to have a talk radio show at K-Ace Radio back in the day. Oh, yeah. In the yeah, hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Prince came up there for an interview. And I saw him. He was playing basketball outside in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Big-ass afro. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's when I first met him. I didn't know who he was back then, but then I saw him later. But, yeah, he's funny, dude. Like, if you ever see his later movies, like Under the Cherry Moon or Graffiti Bridge, yeah. that, like, the personality of Morris Day is really Prince. Oh, wow. That's how he is. Okay. He's a jokester, like, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, wow. That you was all I act, all that mysterious stuff. You think the record labels had Prince killed? Nah, I just think that was just a mistake, you know, bad mistake. You know, painkillers take you out. I heard he got the wrong ones. But you never know. Somebody yeah. might have taken him out for that money because, you know, I don't know. Shit oh, happens. Wow. People get killed for, for six-pack. <laughs> Man. I heard, I heard uh, Morris Day and... Uh, um, Prince was really like, they had like a little beef, a little not like beef. a beef beef, but yeah, it was like a little smaller. That's what, I, that's what I saw because same thing, Prince wrote everything, so he owned everything. He owned the yeah. publishing. So imagine singing on a record that you don't get paid from, really. Right. And that's what happens mm. even to this day. A lot of the people who have hit records that you think are paid, they just a singer. Yeah. They get paid on the road. They don't get paid off the publishing or the writers or the royalties, yeah. you know. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can handle it, man. Yeah. <laughs> to be, nah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a hard thing to do. That's why it's like when when this show shit shut down for the COVID, that was a problem for a lot of artists. You know what I mean? Like not being able to go out there and actually perform and get paid for shows because they're not seeing nothing from the record. You know what I'm saying themselves and niggas got huge. They got these huge hits out like Drake with the uh, the laugh now cry later shit. That was one of the biggest hits of 2020. Right. But he just imagine how much money he would have got if he could have hit the the road with that song. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? He would have. Yeah. So he he probably missed like 20, 30 million. More than no, dude, more than that. Oh yeah. Because well, Drake sorry. Drake made. <laughs> I know Drake shows. He was pulling in like minimum eight to ten a show. Ooh, God, mill man. mill tickets Ooh. a show. What? Easy. Because he was doing like he was doing like he was doing two he was doing arenas sometimes two shows. Remember Jay Z the Jay Z Kanye they was doing two shows a day. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And they, they, you talking about 20,000 seats. Yeah. yeah and crazy. the cheapest ticket yeah. is, is $89. Hold that's on. the cheapest yeah. ticket. I, I hold drank in the Staples Center, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I was watching this interview with Alexander O'Neill, and he said he got kicked out of one of the groups because Prince said he wasn't fucking with dark-skinned niggas. He said that nigga was ugly. He said that nigga was ugly. Kick that nigga out the group, dog. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> 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 
nigga's ugly. I'm just kicking him out. Uh, <laughs> I need to know. Is there any truth? <laughs> I need to know. Uh, did he get, you hear anything about that? Was you on the front lines when that shit went down? Nah, nah. <laughs> but I wouldn't doubt it, though. Huh? I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, that I wouldn't shit. doubt, man. Yeah, you ain't pretty enough. You ain't yeah. pretty enough. Yeah. What about the, you, you think this nigga Brandon would be in the group? Or what? <laughs> Alexander O'Neill face. Saturday love. Who let the dog in the group, man? Who let the dog get this black ugly nigga out the group? I don't like this nigga. Brandon look like Deacon Jones. So what? What do you think is the best decision you ever made in your career? Dude, to go independent. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give you a calculation. And anybody out there doing music, this is my calculation. And like I said, I ain't mad at major labels because they can blow you up to a place that you can't ever get on your own. Right. But if you can get to a certain place on your own before you get on a label, mm. you got control. Look at Chance the Rapper. Look at uh, what's the dude from Seattle, the white boy from Seattle? Macklemore. Macklemore. You know, independent. Millions. Boom. All them. Even uh, what's the homeboy? Uh, Not Mac Dre. Nipsey, but um, who's the one? uh, um, Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Tech Nine make millions a year. (laughs) All independent. That's all his money. But my point is. If somebody really wanted him, they probably come to him all the time. He could go get a hundred mil, right? Because he's making ten a year on his own or twenty a year on his own. Imagine what would happen if he had that distribution, right? So that's the key: is do it independently, and then get to a point to where you control the terms. I'll tell you a quick story, real quick, and this has nothing to do with hip hop, but chain smokers, right? Chain smokers try to get a deal everywhere. Nobody would sign their ass, right? Um, my boy, um, who throws the cakes? Um, brain dead right now. You know, EDMK throws the cakes uh, with all the hair, the Asian mm-hmm. cat. Oh. Come, you know, anyway, yeah, know it, it'll, it'll come back to me. Hey, Steve Aoki. Aoki. Yeah, Steve Aoki, right? Steve Aoki was like, hey, I like they shit. He signed them. And because he got his own shit, he blew them up. Then they went and got a deal, major deal. Now, Chainsmokers is like large. Yeah. Is the Illuminati real in the music industry? You know what, man? I think all this shit's real when it comes to that kind of shit. Like, right. there are people that are more powerful than the government, whether it's the Illuminati or whether it's called something else. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And they control, they can control so much. Like, I often said, and this is just a joke, but I ain't saying it, it might be real. When MC Hammer disrespected Michael Jackson, remember that video he had like a, a Michael Jackson glove yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. in the seat talking about I'm the new motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Mike was probably, hey, who's that? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like who, who's this guy? Like uh-uh, because yeah. what Hammer didn't know at the time, Michael Jackson, his records, he was selling so many records. Every record company pressed Michael Jackson, not just Epic. He sold so many records, every pressing plant had to press Michael. So every record label, whether they had him or not, was making money off Mike. So you don't disrespect Mike. Yeah. And, and next, you know, Hammer's career kind of like. That's why the dance battle never happened. Because remember, them niggas were supposed to battle. I was hyped about that. Yeah. They were supposed to dance in the fourth grade. Who you had? I was waiting on that. Hammer can't fuck with Mike. Yeah, nah, nah, okay, Michael. Okay, okay. I love Hammer, too. Hammer's the real oh, Hammer's the boy. That's the homie. But, yeah. you know, Mike. Mike. 
Mike been doing this since he was a baby, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, he got too much sauce for uh for Hammer. But yeah, that was damn. I, so you think that Mike has something to do with that? Hey, I wouldn't put it past him because Mike, they said Mike was the ultimate businessman too. Mike didn't play. Right. Like nobody messed with his brand. Like if if any static was around him, negative about him. Like the only person that and I heard that they didn't even really have a real beef. Mike and Prince, people thought they had a beef. They didn't really have a beef. Anybody see that clip? Yeah. There's a thing where Prince came on stage. With James, James Brown. Brown. James Brown. Yeah, 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 they really didn't have a beef. Huh. It was just everybody else started that shit. They was two different, two different artists. Mike yeah. was different than Prince. I heard Mike didn't really talk like that. He did. That's what I heard. I heard he probably done. didn't. I heard they that. Got, they really caught like... that nigga a couple times. Oh, really? They got a couple yeah. times. He, <laughs> he on that little tour, the This Is It tour. You know what I'm saying? He talking to the, the piano. He like, look, my nigga. Sitting <laughs> 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 the thug boy. Who's fucking around? You Take know my number and give it to the bitch in the fifth yeah, row, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, this motherfucker, when he got his music, he gave like Little Richard and Sly and the Family Stone they masters back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was for the most free. gangster. Yeah, for free. Yeah. yeah. That was the most gangster move in music history. I like yeah. what he did to the Beatles. Fuck the Beatles. Mike. Yeah. Mike went in on the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't, did. he they, didn't he own that yeah, shit? He owned that shit. Yeah. But he was clowning with it, too. He was yep. doing disrespectful shit to him, right? Because yep. yeah. they were trying to buy it back. He wouldn't sell it back to him. Because, yeah, they sent him a video. He did that song with Paul McCartney in the, in the Hopes. Paul McCartney thought that was on, when they, on a... Is that the Thriller album? The oh, Thriller album. They did Black they, and White? They did, too. The Boy's Mind, The Girl's Mind? The Girl's Mind, that was Thriller. Okay, that was Thriller, okay. He did that song thinking that, okay... I get in, you know what I'm saying? We probably can get the nigga. Mike was like, no, it's, it's never going to happen. Yeah, because no, cause Michael, like Paul McCartney was talking about, he didn't you know my masters are coming up. Mike was like, oh, yeah, they're coming up for sale? Yeah. And the next thing he knew, he owned the motherfuckers. And Paul was like, Michael, can I get them back? No, fuck you, man. Mike was like, how much do they want from Mike is savage. What was famous bro you slept with? I'll tell if I can remember. I'm old shit. Vanessa Williams. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I, I, you know what? I ain't never really messed with no 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 famous ones. Nah. I was, you know what? I was like, I told you, man, I grew up, I had that prince mentality, man. I was mysterious. <laughs> I was mysterious. Hell yeah. Laying in the cut. <laughs> That's dope shit, though. I That's wanted dope. to ask you what, what's your most memorable experience on the road. I heard I heard them tour them tour dates was off the chain, man. On the road, like, what's your most memorable experience being out there on that road? Yeah, man. Besides all the girls, man, like, motherfuckers kind of hated me because I was the one that saved us from getting like locked up for life. Some of that shit we was doing right. on the tour buses. I'm like, hey, man, don't let her on. She like, yeah. like. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, no, man, no, fuck that. No, fuck you. Right. I won't go home. Right. right. So I was like that that dude that was kind of like making sure we was like a little, not much politically correct, but I didn't want to go to prison. Yeah. So yeah. that's I was that cat. But I'll tell you a crazy story. We was coming back from Texas. We was going through Arizona on a tour bus, and they had a county fair. And on the top of the county fair, there's a big-ass banner. It said, gun show. Oh shit! And we came out of there looking like fucking the eighteen. <laughs> we right. had like right. man, like all kind of assault rifles and all of that on the bus. And you know, we didn't going through the border or nothing. We just came straight through, like with all them weapons. Mm-hmm. That's when you can just get. Them you can just get them yeah. shit. We yeah. we went to the fucking Carson Mall, dude, and was buying assault rifles. Oh shit! Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. At the Carson Mall. Yeah, yep. Before the nineties, you could... yeah, you could just go get that shit. Well, what would you say? Would you, what's like the the coldest city or your your favorite city that you've been to? 
Texas. Texas was always no, off city, the... City. Oh, city. Uh, Houston? <laughs> Houston? Back in the 80s was Houston. Yeah. But other than that, like, all the Bay. The Bay was popping, like, yeah, back in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. All up the Bay. I'm talking about not even, like... I'm talking, like, Merced, Modesto, Hercules, Vallejo, Stockton. Jose. No, I'm talking about the little where all the ghettos were. That's yeah, where the parties yeah, were. Right. Yeah. And shit like yeah, that. I don't even know if we even did San Francisco. That don't look good at all. No, but back popping because, like you said, there's a lot of military. They right. had a lot of kids, a lot of parties. So yeah, we would kill it. Who's your biggest influence on your career? Um, I got three: uh, Prince, Michael, no Prince, Parliament, Funkadelic, mm. and Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk, okay. Because Kraftwerk started the whole electro funk movement. With Planet Rock, or, you know, mm. Planet Rock that da, na, 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 that's Trans Europe Express, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's how this whole. If it wasn't for that, wouldn't it wouldn't be no hip hop. Yeah. I tell everybody that everybody kind of forget about the dance music, yeah. But hip hop started with the dance music, you yeah. know, and the break dancing and the pop locking and all of that shit. shit. Yeah, and the disco. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, damn it. He said the P funk, George. Oh, dude, man, I was set. Seventy-seven. How old was I? Seventy-seven. I was twelve, maybe eleven. My oh, uncle's mothership connection, dude. Job. My uncle snuck me into the forum uh, to go see that shit. I, we saw. Oh, dude, that's seen what, to come out yo, the mothership. Hey, so, so, that's the mothership. I watched it on YouTube. That, I was in there. I was. I ain't gonna lie. I was crying because I was high. You <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was high at twelve. Eleven or twelve. Jesus You was smoking. Yeah, you got real family members. You was smoking with your uncle? No, they were smoking. But that's it. Uh, uh, I had him off a red devil. I was smoking. Uncle had him off a red. Contact high. But I saw that dude, and I said right then, I swear to God, on my mom's man, I was like. When I saw the landing of the mothership, I'm like, that's what I want to do. I heard he spent all his money on that motherfucking yes. ship. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Wait, what? They kind of fucked him, though. He yeah, didn't really spend it. I yeah. heard he spent millions on that ship, bro. What, what, what happened was, I saw in the documentary that, that he talked about it. He, like, what well, back then it was very popular to sign future royalties away yeah. from stuff that's right there. What happened was he signed some uh, future royalties away to pay for that ship. To pay for that ship. And, they, and, it was like, uh, and uh, there was like a perpetuity thing. Yep. And but what he signed, he didn't say that. You see, like a little whiteout on it, but in something else was kind of put there. Right. So he been in court. He was in the Supreme Court just two years ago, yeah. still trying to fight for that money back. They kind of yeah. whipped him on the paperwork. Man, with that music and business told him up. he spent the it's money. It's fucked on. up, dog. But that shit was legendary. He, he oh yeah. Say he did spend like, but, but that's hey man. Dude, I did changed my life, dog. Changed yeah, my life. Crazy. And then that same year, my uncle was in the military. He came home with an ARP twenty six hundred synthesizer. We went ahead on the little yeah. wires. Yeah. And so I'm a little kid fucking with that, and that was a rap. That was a rap. That was me. Yeah. Bitching that shit all the way up. Oh, yeah. Bernie Roel. Oh, yeah. That's my idol right there. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Who, who are some unsung local LA artists that maybe cats of my generation we just don't know, but just were just a factor back then? Oh, no, back then? Well, I always go back to, you know, like Toddy T and Mixmaster Spade. They had the Bataram, but other than that, the a lot Bataram. of people didn't really know know who they were. Right. You know, then you had, uh, man, who else was in the hood? A lot of dudes were like, they never actually made records. You know what I'm saying? But they was like the dudes you saw rapping at the Rhodium Swap Meet and shit. Right. You know, or they come up to you. Yeah. Or go over to like, uh, you know, World of Wheels or Skateland and you see fools like roll through there. You know who I give a lot of that to, man, is um, my boy, um, oh, my God, uh, the other T, um, uh, Tila. 
Mm-hmm. Tila Rock. Tila. Tila Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Tila Rock yeah. So I heard that name, but I never heard the music. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of cats, man. Joe Cooley as a yeah, DJ. Cooley, Cooley. Motherfucker yeah. fire. Yeah. Still Aladdin fire too, to this right? day. Uh, Radio too. Aladdin. Uh, DJ Aladdin, that's another one. You know, right. I just saw him about uh maybe a year right, last year. He he came back. He started DJing again. Oh wow. Because he had gone to prison for a minute. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but Aladdin, that's another motherfucker. Dang, yeah. man. That's that's some wild. Oh, and then I gotta give it up to um Ice T's boys like uh Evil E and Henry G, oh, Henry okay. G and Evil E that was down with Ice, them motherfuckers is fire too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You still got the videos from from before so we can go to a quick break? Are you yeah, play, uh, you should have about 10 minutes worth. We're going to go on a quick 10-minute break. Yeah, just play those all back to back. All right, we're going to go on a quick 10-minute 10 10, 10 break. When we get back, more more with the legend. Yes, sir. You pussy motherfuckers. Bow. I'm one of you, nigga. Bow. No audio. Nigga, shit. <laughs> as much good as Bruce Lee has done for the black community and y'all don't want to say stop Asian hate, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee is changed. Bruce, Bruce Lee is the only father most of you niggas have known. Be water. Be water, my friend. Be water. I love y'all, man. Look, man, I, you, you know, I thought about some of the conversations I had online, man, and a lot of y'all didn't see that video. So I'm, I'm gonna say, man, if you feel like, you know what I'm saying, I should have said something different, I fuck with y'all, man. I don't answer to y'all, but shit, man, I, I fuck with y'all. So I apologize for making that statement, man. But cause calling me a coon, I'm telling you, my nigga, that hits my soul, oh, nigga. Yes, yes. I show up to your mama's house, nigga. Oh, no, I see and I'm yeah. mama's mama's over it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the type of nigga I am, man. Like that's like calling me a hoe, man. Yeah. What you doing if a nigga calls you a coach? A few niggas out there that's been brave. Nigga, I hired a, a tech nigga. I've been looking up address. He goes IP address right here. Where that nigga stay at? You know? How you feel about that, Duan? Motherfucker call you a coon. Ah, if, if if somebody called me a coon, I know that motherfucker just don't know what the damn definition of a coon is. I'm right, like, oh, this must be the special ed motherfucker. Right. right. They probably can't spell the. <laughs> so what you talking Lord about in person you? or online? No, online. It's always gonna be. Oh, it's online. always gonna be online. This ain't never in person. I mean, I, yeah. I want I, I want someone to call me a name in person. That's really what I want. Fuck Trump. the. Are you being shit. a tough guy when you say shit like that? Does that mean you're trying to be a tough guy online? as a gangster? If you well, if you just if you have like men, we have boundaries. That's what makes us men. Like nigga, this is my space. Yeah. I love you, but you this is you can't cross this line. Mm-hmm. If you do, nigga, now it's some territorialism that I can't stop from happening. Mm-hmm. So if you cross it. It's just natural for me to be like, okay, nigga, well, okay, so you're testing me. Right. So now I got to show you. Dewan, when is the right time? When is somebody actually a coon <laughs> where you can say it and have no reservations and be confident and put it in the air like, yeah, this nigga's a coon? Uh, well, I should I'll go back to what I call DLQ, Coolia Coon. Coon. Come on. Is this, oh, it's on. been a series of events over years, you know what I mean? And you don't necessarily need years of time, but if you see them overtly speaking against the greater interests of black people time and time again, like, I don't mind. Everybody ain't political. Like, I don't get Some people want to call people coons just because they're not political. Right. Or they don't right. feel like saying something. Or they may say the wrong thing once or twice every now and again. I, I leave that alone. Everybody ain't political like me. I right. get that. You know, you, you got to have respect for everybody's lane. But when you see them... Doing like Larry Elder, 
when you see them doing like the shit Stephen A. Smith do, when every time we got some momentum on our side, they want to come out and just speak against the greater interests of society, that's when you call them out because every group has a punishment mechanism for those who betray the group. Right. But they try to make black people feel crazy for enforcing the punishment mechanism for those who betray the group. Right. You know what I mean? That that boy, what's that? Um, that, that, that dude that defended OJ, two of his lawyers got disbarred. Right. After after a certain amount of time. And they, and they came up with some bogus stuff. But really what it was was you got this nigga off. You broke code. Right. So every group has a code of uh, has a code of conduct that they enforce. So for us, since we, just like what you said, we don't have one. Since we just trying to get one, it's people just jumping all over the place with just throwing stuff out there because a nigga saw Hidden Colors two weeks ago. Now all of a sudden they're the authority on what's a coon and what's Man. not. What, my, you got to let people, you got to look at the, what people's protracted you know, you gotta right. look at them over a protracted amount of time and see what they give versus their criticism. So, what do you say to people who try to establish our code through religion, like Christianity or Hebrew Israelites or some of our Muslim brothers? So, we love them all, but they try to think that our code is something that is established through religion because white supremacists, they separate church and state. Yeah. White supremacy is their religion. Yeah. So, what do you say to black people who think that it has to have a religious filter? You crazy in the motherfucker. We tried that already. <laughs> right. Like, back when we had a code before we was going through all this bullshit, we didn't have no religion either. Right. All our problems came when the religions came. Right. So if you're trying to push it through religion, I'd just say respectfully sit your ass down. And right. if you want to be in the religion, be about your religion. I ain't got no problem with people in the religion. Right. But the whole point of your religion is for you to become the best person you can be. Right. Mm. It ain't for you to go around telling other people what they need to do and enforcing some racial code. No, you you get your spirituality and get it on and do what the fuck you do, but don't try to cross, put them together. Right, That shit right. don't work. Right, right, right. So would you consider the law, like the actual law, constitution, local law, local government, all the things that are written, that are tangible, that are binding, would you consider those things the code, the white supremacist code? Well, no, those are the laws. It's not necessarily their code. Their code of conduct is unwritten. It, uh, it's, 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 it's been taught in, started getting taught in the 1690s when they had those, quote-unquote, witch, burning the witches at the stake. They would also burn people who were sympathetic and help black people out with stuff. Right. They would put it in through violence. It right. was sort of a thing where you did have laws, like you did, you did have your slave codes. You did have like a certain set of laws that was more... Everybody knew the primary code of white, of white supremacy is even though we had these laws, these laws is for the nigger population. Like you see all these people walking around open carry, try to right. be try to be black. They're open. There are laws that say you can openly carry, right? But try to be black and openly carry in some of these places right. and go into Walmart like some of these other motherfuckers. That law don't apply to your black ass, right? You so Arizona, yeah, Arizona, places like that. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of a blend of law and unwritten law. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's a quick here's a question. Um may you make mistakes. We all make mistakes and sometimes our ego gets in the way, right? And we don't want to apologize or or we don't want to take a certain course course cuz we, you know, our ego. Is asking for forgiveness after you make a mistake is that submitting? Can you show remorse without submitting? Asking for forgiveness, most of the time is bullshit. <laughs> Real spit. Most of the time is bullshit. 
Like that lady that uh that Karen that was in that wouldn't put a mask on the other day and she had her baby right there. She came out today like, no, I'm not a, I'm not gonna ask for no apology. And I respect that. Right. Because most apologies are fake. You know, a true apology is backed up. A true apology is backed up with some sort of some sort of restorative justice. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to pay a reparation, that's why when you do a, have a traffic ticket, they don't just tell you, they don't just give you a traffic ticket and say walk away. No, nigga, you got to pay a fine. Right. And right. that's when it's fine. Right. So if 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 it ain't an apology without restorative justice, it ain't no goddamn apology. So yeah, you are kind of submitting because you kind of just trying to. You know, you're trying to kind of weasel your way kind of back in and get in, and equalize things without paying up. So you kind of submit. Right, right, right. If it's right. just words. Well, you know, I was thinking about that recently, and I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between being sorry for something and having remorse, right? I feel like when, you're, when you have remorse, it's your issue. But when you feel sorry for somebody, it's their issue. You feel what I'm saying? And a lot of times, we're sorry for shit that we should just have remorse for. You know what I mean? Like, if I cheat on my bitch, I'm not sorry for cheating on my bitch because it's not, it's not her issue. I have remorse. I feel bad that I made a bad decision. But if we're opt- operating as humans on an optimal level, we have to be able to compartmentalize the difference between what, what I did and what, what was bad for me in my decision making. Right. And even though it affects you, it's not something that that should affect you. You know what I'm saying? Um, the example that I would give is this: like, hold on, this shit wait, always. Wait, 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 wait. Huh? <laughs> we don't freeze over that. So you trying to say you cheating on your woman shouldn't affect? You shouldn't be sorry for that. You should have remorse. Oh, oh no! But you said just now, like it shouldn't affect her. It. It shouldn't affect her, even though it will, obviously, because the way we're programmed. But if I fuck up and I do something that is a character flaw in me, if I'm operating, I feel like, on a high level of intelligence, my woman, if she's operating on that same level, shouldn't take it personal. It should be... It, listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> She shouldn't take it personal. Craig. Hold on, let, 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 let me. Craig, Craig, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm telling you. <laughs> what you? What the fuck? Are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. It's just, I, how, how can I explain? Like you can't. No, uh, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. So you say she, she shouldn't take it. Ism is accountability because how? How, look, <laughs> there is nothing a woman can do if it's her own actions that would make me be able to change it. If somebody does something wrong, they have to deal with those consequences. Yeah, I could be hurt by them when I find out about them, but ultimately as a human, when they're by themselves and they have to deal with the possibility of maybe me leaving or not trusting them, that's their issue. It's not my issue. Just because you do something wrong, that I'm, just because you do something wrong and it may affect me, that doesn't mean that it's my issue. It's still your issue. Right. You understand what, I, what I'm saying? That part I understand. I just don't understand the part where you say it's, it shouldn't affect her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he's saying that. Because you, no, no, you no, can't. That's what he said. No, I don't think he's saying. What he's saying is it, the, 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 the way it's going to be affected. It's not. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, 
I, I'm I'm less of a person because he did this. That's what he's trying to say. It's not she didn't go to that level. Dunk, you don't agree should, with what he just said. No, no, I'm just trying to clear up what he said. I don't say I agree right, or not. He's right there. Why are you saying up? Obviously, shit? you this don't understand, right nigga. I'm asking him to clear it up. Himself. He look, keeps remorse, explaining it to you. You're like, no, 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 no. Remorse means we're not gonna go no more okay, after that. No, nigga, let him talk. Remorse means remorse means I need help, right? Sorry means you need help. I'm sorry you feel that way. If I have remorse, <laughs> sorry, you feel that way. Sorry, <laughs> because you're the one that's affected. I, you understand what I'm saying? If I'm remorseful, well, that means damn, I'm accepting accountability. I did something fucked up. But if I say sorry to you, I'm actually enabling you. I'm making you a victim. Nigga, caught you, Craig Jackson. Craig, <laughs> hey, Craig run his relationship like a Hebrew Israelite. Like, Read, bitch. Read. <laughs> What's the difference between being sorry for something to you and being remorseful? Um, I mean, if I'm sorry, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, mean. I don't. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Like, my sorries come with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, I typically won't, don't believe a sorry uh, for me, but because if I do something, what's done is done. So I just try not to do it again if it, if it bothers the other person of whoever whoever that is. Right. What what you do is like if you just say going using your example you you cheat on somebody and cheat all cheating ain't equal some people got relationships where that shit's open and I ain't talking about them motherfuckers and I'm talking about people who you y'all have a relationship in a bond in a bond around being monogamous you apologize for breaking the bond right but your true apology is not breaking that bond again or restructuring the relationship correct okay look at this nigga Derek. Who's that? The nigga that knows who's this relationship consultant. Right? That nigga was the biggest bitch uh, nigga. We, we all scumbags. <laughs> That's what you get, all, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> We're all scumbags from the beginning. Well, you all, we knew this nigga was a bullshit. Come on now. One nigga. of us. Come on now. You see it. I got you out of house and, calling him a bullshit right, nigga. Right, right. He, he's a bullshit ass nigga. I mean, don't get me nigga. wrong. He's not a bad dude, but all men knew this nigga was full of shit. Oh, yeah. I was saying it back then. Like, this nigga sound like he's just doing this shit. I didn't even know he was married. Till this shit happened, I was right. like, "Oh, he just doing this shit so he can get bitches." All right, hey, he doing this I wouldn't even mad at him. Oh, you just you doing this for pussy? Cool. Go ahead. Right. Keep going. But now Keep he, going. but now he's on the internet being very remorseful. Yeah. Right. Because it's costing it's money. working for him. Nigga is get. We talking about him now. The nigga get the whole world. The whole world shit. talking about him. People who don't who've never heard of him talking about him. Well, so, we calling him a bitch nigga though. That's the <laughs> hey, you know some some people some people like they they'll do anything for clout. <laughs> but see that but that but but see remorseful. See that's what I'm saying. That's the difference between being sorry and, and being remorseful. Cause he's not a bitch nigga for playing hoes. That's what they here for. If you a, if you a single dumb bitch, you here to get played. Yeah, I can't even. But he was to play. Now the way he was doing it. The wife is different. You know what I'm saying? The yeah, wife yeah. is different. Your wife, that's your rib. You respect her. He's remorseful because I really feel like he feels bad that he got caught. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So he's trying to save base because he built his brand around dumb bitches. And he has to be credible with these dumb bitches. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. That's now. You feel what I'm saying? His clientele is the sorry means Sorry means I. <laughs> sorry is on you. Remorse is on me. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to appease you 
and give you something to hold on to yeah, if you I feel like a victim. You feel what I'm saying? But if you if you're operating on a, on on an optimal level, you shouldn't really give a fuck about nobody saying I'm sorry to you, like Brandon said, because a sorry is a, I'm sorry is an empty statement. Correct. And, and I and I look at it so there's there's levels to it too, right? So when I see like let's say quote unquote like famous people, I don't know who this dare guy is, but I've been obviously I've I have social media, I see the headlines. When I see people like that or whoever want to say sorry on camera, I, I always associate it with oh something must you must be losing money right. for you to say it right. because uh, who at the end of the day who who are you saying sorry you not you can't say sorry to a million people all at, like like that I understand he's on camera but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything right so if that's from for me I'm like I would never I would never do it like because if I did something that people don't agree with to me I'm only concerned about what the people I'm with think you know what I'm saying like I I don't. Like, like, like you say, I, I would never say that. Right. My bad. Who get? I don't like. Not to go in on, but who, you, what, what, what's done is done. Right. And the people who know the character, that doesn't have to be explained to. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. I think that's more branding. It's more about his brand. Yeah. Than him being genuinely sorry about. Getting some pussy, because yeah, I don't yeah. think man be sorry about getting no pussy later. Like, yeah, ain't no be not sorry. sorry. About, no. <laughs> niggas, <laughs> niggas can be sorry that they that they uh, got caught. No, not even that. Yeah, but, that's what you're sorry about. <laughs> yeah, you got caught, but but uh, other than that, like that, you made your woman like damn. Just looking at her crying, like you God damn, that yeah. shit hurt. But if you what can't, that should hurt. What, yeah. <laughs> what depends, Charlie? What depends, Charlie? I mean, it depends. If you if you lay down the law from the beginning, what it, what it is, oh, and then you you know what I'm saying, and then That's you do this shit, and then she all broke. Bitch, I told you what kind of nigga I was from Jump Street. I am a dirtbag. But what you thought you was gonna change me? You thought the pussy was that good that I was gonna change after I smacked? Like, no, I told you what it was. Why are you crying now, Charlie? Dirt bag. I'm saying. But honestly, but honestly, if you come up front with it, are you a dirt bag? No, you're not. You're telling you're still, the truth. Now, bag. the hard, the thing is when dirt bag. You be having cats. You be having cats out of that be with a chick. And they be like, yeah, I'm married, but I'm, I'm we, we really going through some problems right now. We about to get divorced. And they be on that shit. That's different than somebody coming but, out flat on it. Look, yeah, but, we ain't going to be together. But, Dewan, I, I I don't disagree with you, but when we're talking about this specific too, we all we yeah. know niggas like this cat. Yeah, this nigga. So when it, I'm just like, when it comes to this cat, we already know we already know what it is without even like giving up the game on what he's doing. He, these bitches, what you know he what I'm is, what he is, he is the homegirl that talked to your girl. And be like, girl, you need to whoop, whoop, whoop. But she get caught being a hoe, ain't shit, bitch. Right, right. And your girl yeah. see it, you be like, mm, yeah. I told you, you, you about know, your home, girl. You know who you remember? That's who he is. This for the 70s and 80s babies. Remember when we was kids, it was that one preacher, that Jimmy Swagger dude, and he yeah. was like, oh, I have sinned. Yeah. <laughs> My nigga Jimmy Swagger. Remind me of that shit. Yeah. Jimmy Swagger. That nigga was making like a million dollars a day on televangelism, yeah. then he just came out like, but he was saving his brand. If you care more about the destination than the journey, you'll ruin a person's life trying to get there. Mm. Everybody else is collateral damage on the way. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, all real niggas know that you can do wrong and not be wrong for doing it. When, when, when what you need outweighs what you want, that's survival. I got to survive now. So now right or wrong, even though it exists, when I have to survive and this nigga is, is live or die, there really is no right or wrong in that mode. Okay, this nigga, I got to stay alive. I got to stay breathing. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But the but what, the, what, the, what women don't understand is when they have a nigga in front of them like that, they think what, what the nigga is saying, they let what the nigga is saying outweigh what he's doing. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why he was able to run game. And it was plenty of us out here. We wasn't hating, but it was plenty of bras that came to me and showed me his video. Yeah. And I wouldn't hate on the nigga, but I'm like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. 
You know, you know what we're talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Craig, you asked me a question earlier about being married. You know when you know when it's time to get married? When your woman don't even know who the fuck a bullshit nigga like that even is. Right, 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 right. right. If you got the, if you got the bitches already looking at this nigga, that's probably the bitch you don't want to marry. Right. <laughs> right. You know, you, yeah. like I said, you could do wrong and not be wrong for doing it, right? Like a heart transplant is wrong. Nigga, it's somebody else's body part in your body. That's wrong by nature standards. Yeah. You're not supposed to do it. But if anybody in here needed a heart, they would take one. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? That's the situation where what you need out, outweighs what you want. Mm. That's not wrong. That's survival. Yeah. This nigga was a con artist. Facts. And all these bitches... <laughs> all day. All these bitches yeah. fell victim to what he, what he wanted because they thought he was what, what, what they needed. But I don't dislike him for that. I don't dislike because him because he's hustling. getting. I mean, he he saw a lane where he could make some money. Yeah, I'm not bad at it. And guess what? Those, those same women who paid for whatever his services aren't gonna stop. No, they're not gonna stop. I got a question for the panel, especially if you, Craig. Uh, maybe not for Charlie. But mm. Is he the same as uh, Creflo Dollar? Hell nah, yeah. Creflo's worse. This nigga said maybe not for Charlie. Creflo's worse. They on the same level, I think. Fuck you, nigga. No, because he's not selling. He, this nigga got game. He just yeah. got game. Pimping ain't wrong. I mean, I don't agree with motherfuckers necessarily pimping, but I understand it. But when you're when you're playing on fear and you got people thinking if they don't do something, they're gonna go to hell and you you know, you're doing it that way, to me, that's the ultimate scumbag, bro. So, so would you agree that he Shout was? Shout out he to was, you, Isaiah, for the fifty ball. I oh, appreciate yeah, that. Hit that like button, get us up to a thousand, hey, man. Professional yeah, profile pick him. Yeah, that nigga look like he a uh, uh Professional sandwich maker. I ain't never seen. That much, I ain't never seen that much body in a headshot. That nigga is four nine. Hey, full nigga got his name on a whole, full face. Got a, and, full face. Got a teeth. boxing mouthpiece on. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I pick with no I pants on. That. that nigga got his first child support. Be the first nigga on a child support card. That's what you gonna get. They got child support yeah, card. That, that nigga. That nigga requested a refund back from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. No, on the real to you, bro. No, I, think, ever, I think it's the same, though. I think it's the same. Have it's, y'all ever honestly, like, really hurt a woman and you hurt and the pain that you felt made you want to change? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was a sucker. Yo, but Charlie, yeah, I never yeah but when Charlie says hurt, he means when he actually punches them <laughs> yeah, and they, he has to stop doing it. He's like, ooh, yeah. I hit no, the bitch with the right. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie yeah, Charlie talking about physical pain. No, I, no, I, no, sucker, I used working. to believe bitches that wasn't my mama and my sister that said they loved me. Man, <laughs> for real, bro. You got to be my wife for me to believe it, bro. For I real, mean, bro. I mean, I, y'all ever had a bitch tell you she was going to kill herself? Of course. Oh, yeah, all the time. Of course. And, but, like, you believe this bitch, like, damn, yeah. she might be always don't be. See, we, let me every, every show, when we start talking about girls, I, I look at y'all niggas like, what the fuck y'all niggas meet these girls? Those are. When they pitch it you over the plate. all the time. Like, 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 like every girl. Nigga, he ain't hitting them right. That's what I'm saying. When they pitch it over the plate, dog, we home run, my nigga. Knock that motherfucker at the park. I don't look at my nigga. We're not going to cook you again. And it looked like, and that nigga looked like Kev on stage. Nigga. Out of here, what you mean, that would mean it's a naked nigga taking a picture of you. Pause. 
But why why do women love fantasy so much, bro? Because mm. I, I like all the women that I care about in my immediate <laughs> circle, I be giving them real spill. I be telling them how it really is, and and and, and some of them still magically find a way to get fucked over by a nigga, yeah. and I don't yeah. get it. I'll tell you why. Like I've had these conversations with my wife. A lot of women really grew up on that Disney shit. Right. Like, you know, they, they bought into the whole Snow White narrative. The whole uh, sleep, the Seven Dwarfs and that. What's that bitch name in the Seven Dwarfs? Snow White? Yeah. Well, and, and all, I, I didn't watch too much Disney, but they, they bought in on all that bitch in the Seven Dwarfs. Set her name and ask, what's that bitch name? <laughs> no, nah, he just said the bitch in the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. I've never read that book. What's all the people around the main bitch? <laughs> I know all the mother, other mothers. Sleepy <laughs> Dozy. <laughs> Sleepy Dozy. You got Sleepy. You got Dozy. You got... You got... <laughs> I'm a legend, goddammit. I'm a legend. Y'all niggas remember that. Yeah. Niggas around the sleepy. You look like a nigga around the sleepy bitch. Yeah. You got nosy over here. You was tubby. Shit, but like, no, but a lot of women, I realize Disney put this shit on them when they two and three years old. Right. That go to your subconscious before you ever figure out you know, a way to think that by the time you they ate, they done seen like ten Disney movies, and so by the so if, if you don't have an adult or a, a responsible mom there to really and a dad to really sh- tell you the fucking truth, and you only have them goddamn movies. Facts, you believe that. You grow up, you know, you got these chicks looking like Monique, thinking they deserve a hundred fifty thousand dollar a year man. Right. But that's from watching all that shit. You deserve the amount of dicks you suck. Whatever that equates to, whatever amount of money that whatever amount of money that many dicks equates to, that that's what you deserve. That's what you deserve. Like, what kind of bitches are y'all meeting? You deserve how many dicks? That nigga Dozy can't fuck hoes till he cut the candles on. You gotta invest into the game, ladies. You don't have enough invested. All I'm saying is you don't have enough invested into the game to even deserve a good man. If you had enough invested into the game, a nigga like this nigga Derek wouldn't wouldn't even be able to disappoint you. You would see that from a mile away. You know what I'm saying? How you know you would see it from a mile away? I think. I th- uh, good looking Isaiah. Isaiah with another footy ball, man. I said, hey, just, just, just give appreciate all that you, much. Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, you know what? I think? inbox somebody like I gave y'all 150. <laughs> so send me a picture, Dozy. He'll <laughs> 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 be like, he'll hey, be like, hey, yo, Dozy, man, you got the same hey. teeth. Let's go get a picture, a picture of my daddy. Hey, but you know what? Women make a mistake is a lot of women base relationships off sex. Right. And I think that's that's where you getting it fucked up. You thinking like I got good pussy, he gonna stay. Like everybody got good pussy, you know what I'm saying? Good pussy is really relative. Right, don't right. Like the, okay, yeah, say that. That's relative. Like you know what I'm saying? Some niggas like sloppy box. Most niggas might not like sloppy box. <laughs> I think when you get to the point where it's just some niggas, it's just always been easy for them to get pussy for a long ass time. Right. So getting pussy ain't really fun no more. Yeah, Can yeah. I get the bitch mine? Yeah. That be, that man, that's the most important thing. If you get a bitch mine, then you get to doing like, oh, okay, well if I get her mine, and I'm gonna just feed her all this kind of shit, and now you know, send me some money, Straight send me a out. check or. And I just think that this nigga, he probably know whatever he own, he want bitches minds. He like fuck the pussy, everything else. He want a mind. Like why else would a relationship expert who was probably known to this bitch, he fucking all these other bitches on the side, he had their mind. My well, thing dude, is y'all dude's bitches a narcissist, though. Y'all bitches should have known from the jump. 
He was doing all his videos in the car, bitch. Man. <laughs> Why wasn't he in the house? No, man, I'm in the crib. <laughs> what was he hiding? I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. This nigga was bitch, always you gotta in his get a nigga car. Like me. Every video got a seatbelt on it. Right, yeah. nigga. <laughs> okay, that's living OG. a secret like he's on his way to a bitch's house. <laughs> every time. Every video. Every time. I didn't even think of that. Or just coming back from cheap. on his way. That nigga always just came on his back. Way to a bitch's that's house. why he was so good at what he was doing. He like, I just left a bitch's house. This, <laughs> this is how I did it. Hey, nigga was in the car wiping off with wet naps. Like, look, so this is why I knew. That's why I knew it was some bullshit. Cause I'm like, the shit he's saying, I'm like. I, I be telling girls the same shit. Like, nigga, get the fuck out of here. Nah, man. I ain't got no Derrick Jackson. But this nigga's just like me. Get the fuck out of here. Those you got that Derrick Jackson game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, no, but to prove Duncan right, I was just reading something <laughs> this morning where the chick that he was fucking with came out and was like, yeah, he would record these videos in front of my house. The, the bitch said that. <laughs> Come on, man. And then she said that. <laughs> like, on, he admitted to he some shit that off. happened like last year. She, she said the motherfucker off. was at my house last week. That was this morning I read that shit. Oh my god. The nigga god. Will, he will film the shit in front of her house when he was leaving. So OG, I'm like, let me ask OG a question, because you was around a lot of bras before it was phones. So is that our detriment? Is is that that's what's killing us in 2021? Is that fucking phone that we can sit and record the bullshit we say to females? Man, you know what? <laughs> I don't think, back you know what? I don't think it's the phone, man. I think it's 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 reality TV. Mm. Because they like own it every night, yeah. every night. Like The Bachelor, like who watches that shit? Right, right, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Because anytime I'll, I see a big, nasty built bitch with some tight clothes on, I'm like, she always got two, three kids. Yeah. Bitch got two, Craig, three real, kids. Like, uh, yeah, who the fuck you got here? Real quick, I want to ask yeah. you a question. So, there's always a, there's always a narrative, and I want to know if it's a false narrative that they say that um, people with like with, with your acumen. They don't give game to the the new group of rappers. Yeah. Like they said, oh, these new guys are doing all this because they don't have the guidance from the people before them. Do you agree with that, or are, are there any artists who are, are getting game from you mm-hmm. that are possibly hot or that they're on the, they're the next wave or whichever? You know what? I got I got my own theory. People may not agree with me, but I've been like this very like I like all kinds of music, and I understood like. When we dropped, everybody was like, the NWA shit is like garbage and blah, blah, blah. We in the Rock Hall of Fame. Right. Then you look back, the 60s, Beatles, they garbage. Right. Yeah. Rolling Stones, they fucking garbage. Right. Elvis, garbage. You know, Hendrix, garbage. You go back even further. I heard some shit on some documentary, Chubby Checker music is from the devil. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yep, what they're yep, telling. Yep, they were doing yep, that yep, shit, yep, and yep. the parents didn't understand it, yeah. yep. so it was evil. So it's the same from then till now, but I respect the new generation of rappers because that's they shit. That's they music. They don't. You know? Yeah. I can't I can't go, oh no, that mumble rap or that trap. I like that shit, but some rappers don't like it because they fear it, I think. Right. Because they're not on the same level anymore. Hey, Brandon's yeah. wife uh, texted him and told him to change the subject. That's funny. Like when you go back and look at jazz, when 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 swing was a thing. And then Charlie Burton Dizzy came in with that bebop. Yeah. That was known as that. That's that beepity boppity. That's the bebop was a negative word at the time. It was yeah. like, what the fuck is that beepity bop? Yeah. And bebop got the same components as hip hop. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, I just found out from some, like, that's I true. can't remember who it was. I heard this on, uh, uh, what's, what's the shit everybody's on right now? The, the app. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. If one of the rappers from East Coast was like, 
hip-hop is supposed to be a negative term. I never knew that shit, right? Mm. They oh, said wow. it came from hippity-hop. Like, what's that hippity-hop shit? Oh, wow. And we turned it into hip-hop. So I'm we like, well, it's do. not a negative term no more, just like nigga. Yeah. Like, you my nigga. Yeah. That ain't negative. Yeah. Nigger yeah. is negative, but nigga is my homie. Right. So hip-hop ain't negative to me. Yeah. That's what I know of that. And the cold part about it was hip-hop that came from the bebop people. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. it was negative in the, that bebop the bop, and they, they, right. they were the ones that were shitted on. Yeah. Freestyling comes from bebop. They called it cutting contest. I mean, battle rap right. comes from, from bebop. Yep. Cutting contest, battle rap, same thing. Yep. Freestyling, bebop, same thing. But it was a bebop generation that was calling hip-hop some negative shit. Yeah. That's why I always be like, I want to be the first generation of niggas to be like, you know what? Whatever it is new coming out, whether I understand it or not, I'm going to give it a space to grow. Because yeah. these little young kids always grow, and 40 years later, there's some legendary shit. Yeah. Not yeah. Even that, so what's the new shit then? What's it called? Is it that drill? Nah, nothing's new. Ain't nothing. That's so it's no, the, there's no new. Right right that mumble. Well, that's an industry term. New shit. Right? I'm saying that's all industry terms we're using. He's talking about hip hop, music, yeah. or, or genres that we know that are already no, here. No, 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 no. I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to explain something. What we saying when we saying hip hop is it was these these this, this shit is coming from out the ethers, bro. Mm -hmm. When I sit down and make a beat, nigga, there's nothing in my head. You said from out the ethers, no? Right. Nas made everything. No, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, you literally. But I'm just saying, like, like that, like that shit is like. There's no method to that madness, bro. That I can't, I can't be like, nigga, this finna be a this sounded beat. I think when I sit down and do that, I don't like the beats I do. I'm mm -hmm. like, that shit trash. Everybody else like, no, it's cool. I don't try to make beats oh, okay. for you. Be like, it's cool. Okay, so, you so I'm saying like, the trend. That's yeah, so if yeah, it's yeah. anything, anything, you can't like, you, if there's nothing like any niggas that's doing real music that's, that you see them right now, the Anderson Packs, all these niggas that's like pushing music for worldwide. Mm -hmm. The D smokes, the you know what I'm saying? So all the all the people we know that are doing real music, they don't have no, there's no genre, there's no like, oh, yeah. this the new hot shit. Oh, this they, they, there's no such thing as that. Mm -hmm. That's gonna keep everything stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Cause everybody's gonna run to that. Right. So we can't, we can't really, we don't, if you're doing real hip hop, you're not even gonna look at that shit like that. Right. So, but that doesn't change my question though. So there is, so it, there is actually something there. It's just you just don't want to, you don't, you don't, you don't want us to differ, differentiate like that. No, there, there, it's not there because what he's doing, I can point to eight niggas that did it before him. So what you're doing yeah. is you're doing what the industry does. They're Who's the most original producer in the history of hip hop? Where you like, like George Clinton to me is one of the most original. Well, whoever was doing all of the music, we yeah. never heard nothing that sound like that, that before. Was, actually, it was Bootsy. Bootsy, yeah. Bootsy, Bootsy there we go. And Bootsy, Bootsy got his brother, James Brown. Right. James the Brown. one. Brown. I told him about the one. The one, all right. You yeah. got to get the so, one. Yeah. So, in your, in you guys' opinion, everybody can articulate this. Who was the most original producer from each era? We'll start with the 70s. Mm. Ooh, the 70s. I don't, I don't know. If, look, Just as far as sound, like... All of them were original. Like, they were, you could not sound like somebody else to get a Curtis career in the 70s, nigga, but though. you have Curtis had his sound. Maurice White from Earth and the Fire. People forget Maurice yeah, White. Yeah, Maurice was that nigga. Earth and the Fire, the reason why Earth and the Fire doesn't get sampled is because you can't. Yeah. That nigga literally went back to Kemet and went back to the walls and brought our ancient spirituality and put it in the song form. Uh, Serpentine Fire, Kundalini Opening Experience, Getaway, Meditation. Right. So he brought they was those. On some shit. They was on some shit that were even musically, you know, they were bringing that that year 1111 more Spain sound back to it, you know. So right. they were on some shit. And then sonically, he would, the way he was doing things, uh, the, uh, Maurice White changed the way music was recorded. You take him over Curtis Mayfield. Be, I, would, I, I, I don't want to rank him. I, I put him all on a rank. I'm just, I'm just, I'll say he, he probably had more of an influence because not only what he, what he did originally sonically, it was to a point to where you can't sample it because 
no other music. It doesn't fit in anything. You fantasy is one of the greatest songs ever, but you cannot sample fantasy. And that and that's dope. So let's get let's get the answer from a person that knows music. <laughs> So, Let me put the mic down, Brandon. Put the mic down. The floor, the first thing uh, the, floor, uh, the floor is yours, man. Well, I got a, I got a tie for you, though. I got a tie for the 70s. And, you know, um, um, Verdi White is my homeboy from Earth 25. Verdi White? Yeah, that's my boy, right? That's my name. But here's the tie, though. And one's a sleeper. Sly Stone. Sly. Sly yeah. was the most versatile out of all of them. He was always high, but he was the most versatile. But the sleeper is Isaac Hayes. Yes. And Isaac Ooh. Hayes produced stuff you never knew he Hayes produced. and Porter. Yes. They, they, they got the emotions of Denise Williams before Maurice White. So I'm, right. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, so we got, so you got a tie between Sly. Yeah, and Isaac Hayes. And Isaac Hayes. One thing Gamble and Sly, Huff. Sly, that was the first band that had black and white, and white. men and women. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Gamble and Huff. Gamble, Gamble and Huff was fire. Yeah, they fire, too. They took that in the 70s. Yeah. My God, that was But they crazy. were 60s, 70s. They, they came up 60s first, right? Right. Late yeah, 60s, late 60s, late 60s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. James Brown got the 60s. Oh, yeah, a lot. He got, ain't nobody fucking with James Brown in the 60s. Huh? Nigga, who fucking with James <laughs> Brown in the 60s? Hayes and Porter, uh, 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 well, you, you, uh, Norman Whitfield, Holland Doja Holland, as far I as mean, their sounds. Like, okay, I mean, they all fire, but I don't know. But, but you're right. James Brown literally created a genre. A genre. Yeah. Okay, let's oh, go okay. 80s. Hip hop. We'll do hip hop and then R and B separate. So hip hop, you got to split it yeah. between the east and the west. Got to, you got to, because it's two different sounds. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm old and I get brain dead on the east coast. It's and he's still my boy too. Um, the the one who did all Melly. the huh? Melly Mel? No, 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 no. After Melly Mel, he's a DJ. DJ Premier. Premier. Mm, Premier. Yeah. I go Premier would be eighties. I go Premier. So Premier, Premier I'm a, and I'm gonna do this. Premier, and I always got a tie, and he's my homeboy. Premier, the Bomb Squad. Okay. Yeah. Bomb Squad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the, you know. So who would be West Coast? Yeah. Us, Dre. Okay. Dre's yeah. West Coast. Dre got West on lock on the eighties. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You, you can't, can't touch yeah, it. Because think about it. it. From we start electro through the gangster rap was Dre. But Dre would be eighties. Well, 90s. it's only one person killing Dre in the nineties. I'm going to tell you who this is. A lot of people are going to disagree with me, but to me, this is the greatest uh, musical sound I've ever heard. Uh, what's the niggas that sang uh, Tootsie Roll? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what did you even say about it? <laughs> <laughs> what you were talking about. You <laughs> <laughs> said tag team was Tag so, team was the greatest shit I ever heard about. Like, Tootsie Roll? Let's begin. 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 Let's the 90s. Them niggas made a song about candy, nigga. <laughs> Cotton candy, sweet as gold. 80s, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, bro. Oh, yeah, we going to go. Oh, he's yeah. he's 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 he said hip hop? He said hip hop. Oh, okay, okay. You know, you know, I got to give it to them. Yes. I know we, we doing different. Okay, well, let's go. Cameo. On, on the funk side, if you talking about. 80s? Funk, I got to give it to, like, man, I got to give it to Roger, man. In the 80s? Oh, yeah, okay. The 80s, yeah, funk yeah. probably got to go to Roger. I got to go to yeah, Roger. Yeah, Roger, but Roger, Roger yeah. in the 80s. Be right, Roger, hands Roger, down. Roger, shut oh, that down, Roger. Hands oh, down. Nigga, Gap Band, bro. Nah, shut no, it down. I, I, That's 70s. I love That's my tie. That's my tie. That's, 
Because they was almost they was almost the same to me. Talk boxes is something different though. When the talk box is introduced, that we talking about a whole another level of of genius at that point. And you know I'm talking about somebody that played all. Roger Trotman played every played instrument, every, every yeah. instrument, and yeah. he would he would lay the shit down before the rest of the band got but there. But he was fucking a computer, man. Computer love. Hey, niggas is doing that right now. Virtual no, no. reality, <laughs> jacking off. Actually, it's not a computer. Yeah. Right, right. It's actually right. an analog tube in your mouth. Right, yeah. right, right. Just play yeah, it. Like, but the goal you show you how dope James Brown is. He was the influence over. He he created his sound. Then he was the influence over Parliament and yep. uh, Dr. Dre. That's all. Yeah. The all James, Brown. James Brown lineage. Nineties. Yeah. Go ahead. Nineties. We talking about hip hop. Yeah. It would have to be Dre again. Dre. So I'm gonna split would, that. So I'm, I got two. I got two too. So it's Dre Camp. Okay, Dre Camp. And I got, this is in Dre's camp. Okay. And Scott Storch. Like, okay, so look, these two the are 90s? tied. Scott Storch. Nah, Storch is Storch is fire, but I I put Q-Tip and Dilla on the same okay. level. Dilla. Oh yeah. yeah. You think I put Dilla. 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 We got we got a uh, fucking uh, play. Uh, we got all that shit in '97. So in the '90s, like we got it. We doing the whole '90s because that's an era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like '97 to then. That was Dilla was killing shit. But niggas forgetting like Easy Mo B. Yeah, he niggas was forgot Easy Mo yeah. B was killing yeah. shit. Nigga, yeah. between him and Biggie, I think all the machine 90s, gun fucking all that shit. Nigga. I think the decade of the '90s has to be split in two. It's got to because from, to. from '90 to '94. Lord, I was yeah. a completely different sound. Yeah. Then you know what? Yeah. Oh my God, it was completely. You gotta remember, it, 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 ninety-three oh, was ninety-three. Like according to them, when Too Short had that, had that interview in Vibe magazine, he talked about ninety-three, ninety-four is when they came in. It was like, okay, hip hop too is powerful, and that's when that money came in really heavy to hip hop. Right, started right. The industry started well, fucking with hip hop, but before what, that, what year was Ronnie Jerkins doing his thing? Ronnie Jerkins on R and B tipped the whole night. That's R and B. Yeah. No, no, in the two thousand. Ronnie Jerkins fire. Late 90s, middle to late 90s. Who was the nigga? Teddy Riley. The niggas out of Atlanta. Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. The face, nigga. Teddy Riley. The face, too. Teddy Riley. Niggas don't really understand how much music Teddy Riley. Oh, no, Teddy. Yeah, man. He's that nigga, man. He's been in the game since he was like 15, 16. Yeah, killing shit. Yeah. Killing shit. Yeah, Teddy Riley. Yeah, Teddy Riley. The nigga that was producing for Outkast. What was that? Teddy Riley is somebody Dr. Dre would look at and be like, oh, yeah. No, no. Sure. You talking, yeah. talking about organized noise? Organized noise. Yeah. Organized, organized noise was another one. Right. right. Yeah. It was in producing. The organized noise brought Atlanta. Yeah. All of Atlanta right now has to think organized Most noise. Most definitely. Like we got we got a you know organized noise really brought in Atlanta like that right. and. On the R&B I mean, side of the game, LaFace, Babyface and... Babyface and Lesson. Them two right there? You got to change his name, nigga. You look 50 now, nigga. <laughs> so, listen to Hey, that nigga the only nigga I know. Hold on. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga the only <laughs> nigga I know. Like, stop calling me that. It's still Babyface. Babyface. <laughs> like, no, like, grown face. Nah, nah. Babyface. Oh, you ain't a baby no more, nigga. Hey, that nigga was in that versus... Now, they said RZA in the 90s. RZA is a GOAT, but I don't feel like he had enough. He didn't step out. Yeah, he had enough. Yeah. But, he, but he, he was he was just the Wu Tang. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. That's right. 2000 to 2010. 2000s. I guess Lil John had an era. Y'all, we forgot about that though. Lil, Lil, Lil John. Lil John had a run. Lil John 2005. I thought, I thought that shit was never gonna end. That sound. Yeah, yeah. I was in the club. You gotta give up to my nigga Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh. Fire. Pharrell. Pharrell. There you go. Pharrell. Pharrell might be the go to the 2000. No, but I got East. I mean, Lil John had to be had to be the guy because anytime you let your homeboy rap name Big Sam, who can't spit at all, like you know who we forgot.
forgot, right? Because Dre is the only nigga that could go damn near three decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But we forgot we forgot about Timberland. Oh, Timberland. Oh, yeah. Tim is fire. Yeah, Timberland is is he's okay. One of the most unique sounds. Only thing I never the only thing that Timberland ever did I didn't like is when he said that. Bubba Sparks and Eminem were the next Tupac, Tupac and Biggie. Hell yeah, I, yeah, I, I was mind. off Timberland for about a year, but he just kept you, making his. You got to give Kanye his credit, too, though, man. Because yeah. not Kanye only Kanye, Jay-Z, but though, Kanye. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about mid-2000s. His yeah, shit was coming. I'm talking about his shit was common in, in, in the 2000s. His shit was Jay-Z in the 2000s. Yeah. No, 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 no. Kanye, that, that beat album? That that Jay Z. He got classic yeah. with Hope. 2010, is that's when he started. No, no. B came out in 2007. Kanye's a GOAT. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. On the Purple Haze album. Kanye's a goat. He's a goat. When Jay Z came out with 808 and Heartbreaks, I mean, Kanye, that's when that nigga left Earth, bro. That's when it was over. No, no, no. He left Earth before that. Celebration was 2004. But he was two sleepers, we forget. 808 and Heartbreaks, nigga. Joe Major. It's the only nigga that's been around as long as Dre. He hasn't had as much commercial success. But he has at least three decades where he's had a hit in those decades as far as hip hop. That's quick. Yeah. I was just okay. about to say, I love yeah. quick, but, but, but quick, quick and Battle Cat to me are the most slept on producers no, of all time. Battle Cat is mm-hmm. the most slept on. Yeah, That's my homeboy. Battle Cat, monster. That nigga. motherfucker will pull a song out his ass in two seconds. So they told fire too. I used to man. watch Battle Cat do beats. Like when I start doing beats, that's how I start making beats. Like start putting synths in my shit to keep it real West Coast. I watched that nigga just, I just studied everything he did. When he was working on the SP-1200, <coughs> I was watching that nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the videos of him just, that shit is legendary, bro. And the producer shit, like, you're watching him, watch, niggas just sit down and watch Battle Cat beat, do beats on on YouTube for, like, three hours. Nigga. Last one is Madlib. Last one is Madlib. We got to wrap it up. We got a, a minute and uh, 15 okay. seconds. Dewan, tell everybody where they can find you. My bad, bro. Hotepish.com. Intelligent Ish Talk, Intelligent Shit Talk. Y'all know where to find me. Uh, go to my link tree in my Instagram for all the other shit. I am Charlie Newhart on IG, and get at me on YouTube, Charlie Newhart. Shout out to Charlie, man. He's had the same outfit on on the show for two weeks now. Hey, Charlie, give me a cash app, bro, because it's a little rough this month. This nigga got the same Jordans on in every episode. This bitch is beat, They bent up at the toe. You look like an elf about the foot. Elf about the foot. About the foot. About the foot. About the foot. Hey, man, Mr. That nigga DeWan bit his finger eating a sandwich last week, nigga. You look like a bit finger and all that black. I didn't say like a bit finger, finger nigga. <laughs> hey, nigga. You look like a band-aid strike, nigga. Uh, Dewan preheat his oven before he go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, nigga. All right, Bobby Womack. Fuck you, <laughs> nigga. Premeditated. Tell them where they can find you, Dunk. We uh, yeah, Mr. Duncan uh, Penny Hughes on Instagram. Uh, fuck with the nerd gang, clothing.com. You know what I'm saying? I got my own shit popping. Merch is popping. Uh, sapiosexual, y'all know that shit is out. Um, go fuck with that. People that fucking shit. with it. Shit, man, that's it, man. For right now, nigga. Oh, yeah, I got my uh, sound pack on uh, sounds.com. Bake drums, nigga. Fuck with me. Yeah, yeah. Man, there we go. Man, that was a great episode. We want to thank you for coming on and uh, giving this game, man. Uh, people needed to hear it, so we do want to thank you yes, sir. a ton for coming on and giving Legendary us some of that game. Shit, they don't, they don't, I, when, they, when they Google you and see 
everything that you've done. I mean, it's it's oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we it's, really it's credit appreciate, credit. appreciate y'all yeah, for sure. Nigga, you no, played no, at no. every barbecue, nigga, in the yeah. hood. <laughs> for real, for real. For real. <laughs> to this day, hold on. Instagram is B two World letter B one two World. If you want to sponsor the podcast, go to website thecraigsmith.com. Or you want to book the podcast on the road, book Craig for a comedy show, uh, host an event. Same website, thecraigsmith.com. Yo, Che 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 Bequeno. Hey! Hey! Regular underscore DLZ, man. We had a good show there, man. That, pleasure meeting you, brother. Uh, real pleasure, real, man. Real, 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 for real, for real. My man. Talk, My man. Talk. And yeah, I guess, I guess me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude. Ask on, so nigga. check this out. OG Arabian Prince on my social media, but also go check out the new company, Goat Nation. We building gangster-ass PCs for streamers and gamers. We just built two for Questlove. We building them for everybody. All the DJs is rocking my new PC, so go check us out at Goat Nation. And shout out to my boy in the building who actually designed the logo for Goat Nation. Yes, sir. Pop World. Man, Chill Withers is basically done, man. I'm going to be releasing it uh, late next week, man. Let's go. You know, so man, make sure y'all copy that. I mean, go go buy that, man. It's a cross-genre pop project. Mm-hmm. It's a hip-hop satire album. Never been done before, I don't think. You know, maybe, who knows. But uh, it's funny and it's, and, and it's insightful. And, uh, man, make sure y'all support it. I'll have a link up fairly soon. And he uh, got snorts in G minor on yeah. that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 that's also also the NFT for it to be available, you'll be able to get the non-fungible token. I'll have a few collectibles attached to the project. So make sure you support that, become an investor, not just a uh, a customer, you know? Um yeah, yeah. man if I owe you something I'm not going to be able to give it to you, but if you want it, you can get it from God. God! God! God. DeJuan got a barbecue pit in his bedroom.